Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. We're back, man. Episode 139, man. Yep. About to have some fun. Are you guys ready to have some fun? <laughs> Yay. Yay. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's get right into it, man. Recently, Gavin Newsom, um, he just broke his own guidelines at a dinner. Uh, let me get, get the article here to shine some light on it. Yeah, man. And Gavin Newsom returned to his college campus to join a frat party. Gavin Newsom, he looks like the type of guy that will snort coke off a 20-year-old chick's ass. <laughs> that guy looks like, he looked like a wild boy. I'm yeah. telling you. Gavin Newsom's a wild dude, man. Yeah, definitely. Deep down inside. All right. Um, here it is. Uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom is catching heat as COVID as a COVID hypocrite for attending a pricey COVID dinner. Hypocrite. Yeah, COVID hypocrite. That's funny. Um <laughs> uh, uh, a pricey dinner party for 12 um, has he even even has he scold state. Well, they, somebody made a mistake there. Yeah, they, that was a typo. Uh, state residents for social. Not for hot new hip hop. Yeah. No, nah, it's New York, <laughs> New York Post. The New York Post um, state residents for socializing during the pandemic. I should have modeled better behavior. Newsom said Friday after uh, word spread that he and first partner Jennifer Siebel Newsom gathered with people. Uh, from multiple households at Napa Farm French Laundry restaurant for a birthday dinner this month. Did you see? Did you see that slight liberalism in there? What is that? First partner. Yeah, it's like shut up. <laughs> Liberals, they come up with a bunch. Of, oh my god, this is far left liberals, not not regular old school regular liberals. This is like some new age shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, California surpassed one million confirmed coronavirus cases this week. The second, uh, the second state. After Texas to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, news of the governor's dinner party leaked just hours after Newsom pushed the state guidelines, discouraging gatherings of more than three households and and instructed Californians to alter their Thanksgiving plans accordingly. Is it setting a good example to do what you're telling the rest of us not to do? Uh, indignant Napa resident Kelly Vandenacker. Van uh, Gavin Newsom seems to be talking out of both sides of his mouth. OK, look here, man. Let's 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 talk about this. Um, Gavin Newsom set a fucked up example. So did the president. And both of them are wrong. The president scolded Gavin Newsom in California while he his dumb ass didn't wear a fucking mask forever and then also called the virus a fake virus. OK, you called it a hoax. And then all of a sudden you catch the virus. And then uh, audio leaks of the president talking about, yeah, it's it's a really uh, the, the virus is very, uh, very contagious. It was just an innocent cough that the lady did. But we all got out of there. So and then and then when he was asked about it, I didn't want people to panic. I didn't want people to panic. So the the president of the United States did a a shit job. Right. And due to um, him doing a crappy job, a lot of people got the virus. And it it ain't just him. It was a global virus. I think people would have got it anyways. But Mm -hmm. we did a shitty job of fighting it because we're still dealing with the shit now. Then you got Gavin Newsom, who was standing on this, you know, this, you know, this I'm the governor. I'm trying to keep California safe. But you're not even practicing what the fuck you're telling people to do. Yeah. And you got three households. There was three households at that dinner. Yeah. So it's like, dude, it's it's hypocritical. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of the, the thing. The thing that I notice about these politics is it's at the end of the day, it's just politics. It's not it. You never really get the, the um get to know how people truly feel because they have to align themselves with the people that voted for them. Right. So for Gavin Newsom, he could he could really not 
even be fearful of the coronavirus. But because yeah. he's the governor of California, he has to um, uphold this, you know, the yeah. standard of believing that the coronavirus is, you know, um, like the Black Plague or something like that. Yeah. You know, in reality, he may be a guy that's just like, man, I ain't worried about this coronavirus. I'm going to just go yeah. to this party and hopefully I don't get caught. But it just looks bad when you, you know, you end up all over the news and you're walking out of a party with a bunch of people in there and you're telling everybody to stay home and you're, you know, cracking down on all these different counties and stuff like that. Yeah. The problem I have with COVID Newsom is that this, <laughs> mother- <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker is rich. So he's like, I'm not getting COVID, no, COVID-19. I'm too rich for this. Mm-hmm. You know, he has a, um, uh, I think he has, a, he has a winery out there in Napa, I believe. Yeah. And it's like, dude, when you're rich like that, he's so used to living this lifestyle, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the deal. I think rich people still get coronavirus. I well, don't know if that's his thought process. Well, they still get it, but he's like, I'm rich. And COVID's, <laughs> COVID's going to leave me just like the president. I'm rich. COVID can only last so long. <laughs> I'm going to be COVID. I'm going to be COVID. Then I'm going to be Joe Biden. <laughs> then I'm going to beat my meat. Then I'm going to beat my meat. <laughs> Joe Biden can beat COVID. If he tried, he would have died. There's no way that guy would have beat COVID. He doesn't even remember where he's at. COVID would have kicked his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden pop up. I'm Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> no nah, man, but yeah, I I think that what happens is is this 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 COVID shit, it fucked up everybody's programming, right? You, a lot yeah. of us, a lot of people love going to concerts and they love going to outings and they love going to Las Vegas and they love going to all these places. But with all these strict guidelines, it's kind of dampering on people's you know uh, going on outings. Like a guy like me or like Keith, Keith is really involved in creating content and doing a lot of stuff. I love creating content and I'm also busy at work. So our lives revolve around content. We don't really need all this extra shit. Yeah. Like I don't need to go uh, to motherfucking some lavish restaurant out in Napa or go to some art festival or go to, I don't need to keep doing that. Mm -hmm. Like my escape is my passion, but the average person needs everything. They need everything to be open. Yeah. They love going to bars. They love going to clubs. They love going to all these places. And Gavin Newsom is no different. He may be a politician, but he loves having dinner with a bunch of his rich friends and colleagues. Mm-hmm. And he fucked up. Yeah. I, I think, dude, you got to be slightly dumb to think that you can just because you're the governor, you can go to a restaurant and the people in the restaurant aren't going to see you doing what you're doing. Yeah. You got to be dumb. Why the fuck can't you just have that dinner at home? But no, you had to have it at where? At your favorite restaurant because you're rich, your friends are rich, and that's where you have fun. Yeah. Technically, there's nothing wrong with what he did. It's mm-hmm. just the fact that he has been and, you know, the the spikes in the coronavirus and he's, you know, probably about to shut everything down again. He better not. <clears throat> I, I mean, I think he'll do it. He better fucking not. I think so. Yeah, if he shuts everything down, it's the biggest, most hypocritical thing ever. I'm going to tell you something about Gavin right now. At the very beginning of the COVID, I was like, oh, man, Gavin's just trying to protect Californians. Why are these goddamn conservatives giving him a hard time? They just mm-hmm. hate. A lot of conservatives just hate liberals and Democrats. A lot of them just hate them for no reason, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, look, Gavin seems like he's trying to do the best, right? Then as time progresses, we're like, hey, we still don't know that much about COVID, right? Then as it progressed, then we're like, you know what? Look, COVID, it doesn't have a really bad fatality rate. You know, yes, it's real. There have been people that died, but come on, man. And then now it's to the point where liberals and conservatives equally don't fuck with Newsom. They want shit open. It's been fucking how many months? Nine? Mm Mm-hmm. 
So it's been like nine fucking months, man. People are tired of this shit. Yeah. They're tired of this guy dictating things. Not to mention, this motherfucker can't even go by his own rules. I, well, technically, he didn't break the rules, though. He, he, can go to a, he did. He had three different households there. That's like, I don't know if that's against the rules, It is. Though. That's what he put in there, to not mix three households. To not mix three households. Yes. But you can go to a restaurant, though. Yes, you can, but, you, but he has three different households. And he explicitly said not to do that. So he fucked his own shit up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I know there are multiple restaurants that are, you know, you can go in there. Not inside, but you can go eat outside or it's right. It's places where you can still go inside. You're right. But are they, are they the governor of California, though? No. Okay. He, that's what I'm saying. He set a bad example, but yeah. it's like it's only bad because he's a governor. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, man. It just it just proves, man. And then you got fucking Pelosi going in there getting her hair done and shit. Yeah. Why do these politicians think that they can't get snitched out for doing something stupid? Yeah. Pelosi got busted getting her hair done. Look, Pelosi, whether you get your hair done or not, you still look bad. Why would you? Even, why does it even matter to get it done? The th- the <laughs> point I'm trying to get across is like, I got Governor Newsom going to a dinner with three people is just I don't care. I don't give like, a fuck. You could do whatever you want to. Right. So. I'm honestly not that mad at what he did. I'm not mad at all. But what I can say is, like, I feel the heartbeat of the people in California. Like, I could feel like whether it's liberals, conservatives, there's a a girl that I know that is extremely liberal and she wanted to go to like SeaWorld or some shit and Gavin Newsom about to shut it down. She was like, this is fucking bullshit. I want to take my son. This isn't cool. Yeah. You know, and she's hardcore. Huh? I mean, and also, too, like, it would be different if he went four weeks from now. Right. You know what I mean? He went, like, right now. So, right. for her, the girl that wants to go to SeaWorld, I don't know if it's open or not right now, but mm-hmm. I know there are spots open. So, mm-hmm. if she goes right now, it's fine. But yeah. if she goes, you know, after he shuts the... Yeah. If he did this after he shut everything down again, mm-hmm. I think it would be a different conversation. Bro, I don't see the purpose of shutting shit down. I really... I just... Honestly, at this point, there's no point. I think that we've done like the preventative measures kind of suck. I think that if we wanted to really stop the spread of this shit, that we should have did it at the very beginning. I think the president made a big, big mistake by not putting us on lockdown. If he would have put us on lockdown early, like I'm talking about um, in like late February, at the beginning of March, if we would have went on lockdown, like real lockdown, like San Francisco did, Mm -hmm. then it would have been it would have been ideal. But I think that we're so far past it. Why the fuck would you go on lockdown now? Or why would you shut all these places down? Not to mention, it is absolutely fucking hilarious how places are closing at like 10 o'clock. It's like, yo, so you mean to tell me that COVID takes a nap? Or what the fuck? Yeah, COVID would go to bed at like 9.45. <laughs> COVID go to bed <laughs> at like 9.30 on a school night. Yeah. This is so fucking stupid. Places that are supposed to be open 24 hours are closing earlier. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, to me, it is absolutely stupid. Yeah. I don't, I don't, it, and you, it proves it more and more that these politicians have no fucking clue what they're doing. They are just like us. They are, and by the way, politicians are not scientists. Yeah. So they're only like, they're, they generally have scientists in their cabinets though. A hundred percent. They they do. But you know, I guess they're referencing what the scientists are saying, but a lot of times scientists will give you the worst case scenario to, pro- to protect the people. Mm-hmm. Right. Even though it may not be, you know, some crazy. I don't know, man. I, I'm just tired of it. Like I, like, I do this podcast every week. It has never stopped. We do it in-house. When we have guests. We have guests sitting right here. I will willingly risk COVID every week just to get this content out. And I'm sure that a lot of people would, wouldn't mind risking COVID to go to a nightclub. 
Yeah. I'm sure people wouldn't risk uh, COVID going to um, a concert. You hear about Ticketmaster also? Mm-mm. Ticketmaster, you have to have, in order to go to like these outings or these concerts, you have to have a recent COVID test mm-hmm. in order to do it. So I think it's not a bad idea, but it's still dumb because you could get a test and they put that goddamn 20-inch swab up your nose and then you go to concert and boom, there's COVID. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, if you, if you got your test three days ago, you could have, you know, just contracted it. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. you could be going to the COVID. Yeah. And it's just like, it's hard to really, for me to get a full experience of a concert while you got a mask on. Yeah. It's still, it's still as much as like supposedly things are shut down. A lot of people still moving out here. Of course they still, they never stopped. There's some concerts going on and some, Mm -hmm. you know, hookah bars and a lot of stuff. There's clubs out here in Bakersfield (laughs) that are still open. Right. So I think the most asinine thing I've seen is how I think Denny's is doing it now. You know how they have people eating outside, right? Mm-hmm. But they have like it, it first. It was like a canopy. You know how they had like a little canopy over it and it's like yeah. opened up. But then they changed it to it's it like turned a tent, it, huh? like a tent. That's, yeah. It's closed on the sides. Yeah. So you're eating outside inside. What the fuck? This doesn't a make lot any of it sense. Is, yeah. A lot of it is kind of stupid because it's like. Yeah. Um, you can eat outside with however many people, but it's like, oh, when you get indoors, like no more than three families or something. COVID, just, COVID just, is like, I'm not going out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of dumb. COVID like, hey, hey, can I can I come outside? <laughs> hey. hey, hey, you heard you guys are having a party out there <laughs> trying to see if I bring some COVID in your life. Yeah. <laughs> There's just not a lot of common sense involved in the, no. the whole, uh, you know, coronavirus. I think I think we're we're a little bit past, um, you know. I don't I don't know if there's anything we can do at this point. So no, there's, know, there's nothing I, we can do. I don't have the answer, and I'm not going to sit here and act like I do. No, I but don't. Um, yeah, I I know what what I can say is that I do want to do things like I do want to go to the movies or yeah. you know something like that. But True. it just sucks. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, there's that. Uh, switching gears. Um, recently, uh, Keith had referenced something for me to watch called Social Dilemma, uh, and it's basically dealing with all these social media platforms such as Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, uh, Pinterest, just all these different things. Um, and and it really is going to open your eyes a lot to the current landscape of, you know, um, social media apps um, and this, and how they are affecting our, our world. They're mm-hmm. affecting everything, you know, whether it's our relationships, like or politics, you know, everything is being extremely affected by it. Um, but one thing, it's a couple of things that really threw me off and really had me tripping. They 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 compared it to surveillance. They called it surveillance capitalism. And and the idea is the infinite tracking by advertisement. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you're a person that's online and let's say you were looking for something on Amazon or on Google they're going to start finding all those different things and put posting ads on Instagram for you to buy this shit. Mm-hmm. This is so weird. It's like it this this big engine that knows more about you than you know about it. Yeah. Which is really it's just really fucked up. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's kind it kind of like that big brother idea. Right. You know, instead of cameras or like, you know, people watching you that essentially your phone is doing all the uh the watching instead of like a camera and it's like when it's watching everything you search it's watching um you know every 
every picture you stay on or every you know message you send or who every dick pic you send every dick pic you send they'd be like dang that nigga got no i'll be a robot voice that nigga got a small dick (laughs) (laughs) i bet you gavin newsom got a plethora of dick pics out there he probably do he got cocaine on it <laughs> it's some twenty year old twenty year old chick snorting coke off his dick. Are funny. you gonna open California yet? <laughs> it's all right, funny. baby. Keep sucking. <laughs> Keep on sucking, Gavin. <laughs> Go ahead. But um but yeah, I think that uh but no, as far as like, you know, the your phone is, you know, kind of that constant overbearing or overseeing eye that's you know just watching any and everything you do um and even um connecting people with each other like that i think there was one there it, it talks about it in a doc but it says something along the lines of like you know one of the care you know they have a little short film aspect of it and in yeah. the short film one of the characters was sitting in the lunchroom or something like that yeah so they were like and you know the they have that little uh that um, I guess that little room with the people floating in there. Okay. And then yeah, they were yeah, like, yeah. you know, they were kind of like manipulating everything and playing chess or whatever. Right. Um, one of the guys was like, he's in the vicinity of such and such. So let's send him a notification from her, or alert her that, you mm-hmm. know, you know, maybe they posted something or they yeah, attacked live. Something. Yeah. Yeah. All those kind of things. And then, you know, that would basically uh get you to open up instagram or whatever right. application and then you're scrolling through it and then you get lost in this wormhole mm-hmm. so yeah it's crazy man yeah and it's it what's crazy about it too is like these algorithms man and you you get caught up in it now i don't want to just go off on a tangent but for, for this i will talk about um you just mentioned that you know the monitoring but they what they mentioned is is every single action you take um is carefully monitored and recorded um, mm-hmm. And they use persuasive technology. Um, persuasive technology is a design intentionally to modify someone's behavior. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you are looking at a bunch of these, you know, Instagram models, mm-hmm. you follow a bunch of them and they're selling these teas and these uh, these 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 waist trainers and mm-hmm. all of these things. Not only are they selling, they are, not only are they selling you something, but they're kind of persuading you in a way. Yeah. And that's not good at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. I think the, the the number one goal is profit at the end of the day. And they just want your screen time to go up. Yes, attention. Yeah. Yeah. They just want you on your phone all day, all day, every day. Yeah, man. So they use things like even if it's a, a Facebook thing and you're scrolling through it because you got a notification or something, mm-hmm. the ad that's going to pop up is going to be something that they've scientifically, you know, put there so that you can either click on it or mm-hmm. look at it for, you know, a matter of seconds. Mm-hmm. Like I was just uh, having a conversation with my friend a few weeks ago and he was like, dang, I just bought another sweater off of Instagram or, you know, I saw this shirt or mm-hmm. whatever on Instagram and it was dope. And it's like that. not even realizing that you basically you're getting played, you're getting manipulated. hundred percent. You know, you're getting social media. You're getting super manipulated. Mm-hmm. I, there was an example that he used on the, on the film, on the miniseries where he said, um, you know, somebody said that, you know, they could use Instagram or social media as a tool when actually you can't because a tool is just sitting there, right? Yeah. Like it's a tool sits there until you use it. Actually, if we're talking about literal tools, like a, a crescent wrench or something, it's literally sitting there. It mm-hmm. is a tool, mm-hmm. but with social media, it's different because it has an objective, yeah. right? And its objective is to increase your screen time 
and cause you to have different behaviors that allow you to stay on longer. Yeah. So it's not a tool. In a way, it's manipulating you. You think you're using it as a tool, but it's using you. Yeah. Right. Like I, I posted a story on my Instagram earlier. And what I like to do is I like to use Instagram to engage people just to have, you know, to have these not so much conversations, but to bring up something that may be interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so it's 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 not even like a like a podcast format, but it's just something to think about out loud. Mm-hmm. And I'll say that and put that on there. But at the same time, I'm my I'm increasing my screen time. Yeah. So I may be thinking I'm putting a message out, but in actuality, they're they're the ones winning off of my time. Yeah. And when my followers go up, they're still winning. Mm-hmm. So it's I don't know, man. It's it's really it's really fucked up when you think about it. Yeah. Uh, one of the things, and you'll dive into it more so, but mm-hmm. like just uh, part of that film was, um, like I said, there's like a there's a documentary aspect to it, and then there's a short film aspect to it, um, which is like a cool way to kind of put to, to tie everything in. But in the short film, there was a moment where the mom and the daughter had suggested everyone put their phones away. Right. So she put the phones in this little uh, this little jar and it locked the phone for basically until dinner was over. And um, it's a family of, I think it's like three, three kids and then it's a husband and a wife. Um, so basically the, the, you know, the mom put the phones away and she was like, we're just going to talk to each other during dinner. And one of the phones had went off when it was sitting in a little cookie, like the little cookie jar. And the son had it looked over and he was just like, ah, man, like, you know, I'm not going to grab it. I'm going to just chill. Right. But the younger daughter, she was probably like in junior high, maybe like 11 years old or something like that. Right. She couldn't take it no more. So she got up and then she broke the jar and she yeah. grabbed her phone and then she walked upstairs. Yeah. But that's the kind of thing like the us as adults we're we're able to kind of like discern or at least recognize that we are being manipulated by social media but there's these kids that grow up in social media and they have no idea that they're getting manipulated they don't yeah they don't and it's really fucked up because when i grew up i had i was playing on my bike outside playing with my friends outside and then Mm -hmm. when i went to junior high i was playing sports and hanging out with friends and playing video games and Mm -hmm. then you know i guess now social media has almost taken place now this is the worst the scariest part these kids growing up got video games and social media yeah oh my god i never thought of those two things like not only are they going nuts on Fortnite, but in between Fortnite, they're on social media yeah oh my scrolling god scrolling through instagram and then what was the bad part about that is like at least there's a youtube for kids there's no mm. Instagram for kids. Right. I just was going to think about that. Yeah. yeah. So the titties and the big booties and titties that we see as adults um, on a Trucker's Mind podcast, and we appreciate big titties and big booties. Amen. No, I just play. But um, I think that, you know, the, that, that I, you know, I worked at a junior high, so I seen how, like, you know, these kids, they're on their phones consistently. So I could only imagine, like, the whomever uh whatever uh diva or instagram model or whatever that these adults you know drool over right. those same junior high kids can see those same those same pictures yeah, yeah. Uh, i think what really fucked me up what i seen was bad is they they talked about a, a huge increase in young women um cutting themselves mm-hmm. and it's been drastically increasing over the last five years yeah i, I think that you can definitely tie that into social media because um, you're constantly being reminded of what you're not, mm-hmm. right? 
you're constantly being reminded of what you're not, what you look like, what you don't look like, Mm -hmm. who you are. And a lot of times just like it's the biggest issue we have is too much access. Yeah. You have too much access to everyone else's life. And what what happens is if you're not in control of your life, what's going to end up happening is, is you're going to use someone else's life as a metric for what you are or aren't. And that could be damaging Mm -hmm. if you're not a person that's strong willed enough to see, hey, this is just social media. Most people on social media are full of shit. Yeah. Most of them. I'm just being honest. Most of them are full of fucking shit. Yeah. I mean, whether it's a dude that's posting a bunch of cash in his hand, he's really fucking broke. Right. Mm -hmm. Or the chick that's posting that picture of her, but she looks cute, but she has a a fucking uh, filter on it and she can't take that filter out with her in real life. Yeah. And she doesn't really look like that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's a fucking lie. Yeah. Right. But social media, like I've mentioned before, that it's it's a world inside of a world. Even the the to kind of go along with that, the follower count. Like, yeah, I I've been in I've been sitting next to somebody that will have like one point four, one point five million followers and they not. They just got a regular apartment, mm-hmm. you know, a regular car. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not poor by any means, but it's like they don't got it like you would no, think. Like you would say all those people that be thinking like oh i need i just got to get my followers up i just got to get my followers up then i'll start getting money it's like yeah it's not really yeah that's really how it works the number one thing i never want to do is mislead anyone so mm-hmm. however i am on social media exactly is exactly how i am in everyday life mm-hmm. you know and uh damn it look like that plant is wrote is moving they're alive man you, you see it Mm-mm. it looked like that plant is like i don't know i'm tripping it's, it's next to that tv yeah, I don't know. Snagetti must be high. No, I don't know. I just, it, it just looked like it's moving. I think it's that it's because it's next to the TV or something. I know I have really good eyes. Anyways, no, you just really good high. Uh, I don't smoke marijuana, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, no, nah, man, I, I didn't completely fuck myself up. Now, mm-hmm. what was I talking about, dude? Uh, we're talking about the so, being the same on social media and in person, and yes, Instagram followers. Yes, I think that regardless of what the platform is. Um, I'm keeping it the same way. Like, I don't want to be the guy that's uh, looking super interesting. And then in real life, I don't even have a sense of humor. Yeah. That's just, it's a lot of people like that. Mm -hmm. There's also the people that will click on all your posts or like them and laugh or interact in the comments and you see them in public and they are socially awkward. Yeah. Like they almost don't want to speak. And it's like, yo, this this shit is fucking up how we communicate. Uh Uh-huh. You know, it's weird, Uh man. Yeah, I remember like there was a certain era when when like basically what 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 would happen was the shy person was allowed to communicate freely um right. you know via social media and Instagram, Facebook. Um and then like you said when when it came time to I remember there were like girls would get frustrated because there would be a super talkative dude in text messages. Right. And then once they seen him in the mall or whatever, they wouldn't even talk to him. But what they would do was they would walk off or get in their car and be like, hey, was that you in the mall today? Mm -hmm. She's like, duh. Like, we made eye contact. (laughs) Like, don't don't hit me with that. But yeah, it's just, it's, I think social media um, is breeding or it's, 
it's creating a bunch of bad habits for for us. A hundred percent. I think the biggest thing too, um, just in general and with interaction, um, we're we're socially awkward. Is let's go all the way back to like nineteen ninety, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So like in the early nineties, if you let's say you were at a gas station and you met a chick and she was cute and you guys talked and you get exchanged numbers, there was so much mystery, like. Social media has removed the mystery from people. And that's one of the most attractive things because you don't know everything. You should not be knowing everything as soon as you meet him. So anyways, imagine this 30, 90s, you meet a chick at a gas station, you get her number. And in order for you to in order for you to really connect with her, she had to be at home at the same time as you because everybody had a landline back then. Cell phones Mm -hmm. weren't like like mobile phones were not big in the Mm -hmm. the early 90s. So. You connect with her on your phone. You guys talk and you're like, hey, let's go out for some drinks. Meet me here. So you guys go have some drinks. And the only time you ever connected was when you were together. Mm-hmm. When you were together, you were meeting. You hit face to face, laugh, smiles. It was really organic. But what fucked everything up is with social media is it's a one stop shop. Yeah. You can uh, go on dating apps to meet people. You on Facebook, Instagram, motherfucking uh, Snapchat. Yeah. So as soon as you add anybody to any of these platforms, boom, there's a whole fucking life. Their whole fucking life's already there, mm-hmm. right? You see, you see them being wild with their friends and being half naked and being drunk and you know being in the church, whatever it is. You just know too fucking much. I think that you should you should learn about people in doses. It shouldn't be you just knowing too much off the bat. I don't really agree with that. I think it's good and bad, though, yes, because yeah. like if um, if I was out in the world looking for a partner and mm-hmm. uh, I was scrolling through some girl's Instagram that I found attractive and I realized that, uh, who knows, maybe she had a job as a mechanic or something and I had some sort of prejudice against mechanics. This is a stupid scenario but very terrible analogy but carry on keith i'm just saying (laughs) like if that was my prejudice then it would allow me to scroll through her instagram and be like hey that you know i'm not really interested in that type of person and you could kind of move on with your life Mm, versus like true you know communicating with somebody and then you're realizing like you know two two three weeks later that you know she's doing something as a profession that you don't like. Maybe mm. she's a, maybe she's a stripper or something, you know, mm, and you're just point. like, you know, I don't really care, but she's a nice person, but also all, you know, right. you know that your, it's not going to work out for yeah, you. Yeah. Your anxiousness and your, your uh, insecurities won't allow you to date somebody like that. hundred percent. So. That's a great point. Two mm-hmm. things can definitely be true. Mm-hmm. There's that, that there's too much access and also that you do. The convenience is you do you basically, the more we've mentioned this before, the more you start to like somebody, the more you pay attention to their social media yeah that's just how it is that's just the the the, the way the world is now and yeah. there's a lot of shit you'll see that you will not like like you i've I had situations where i started liking a chick and i scroll through social media and then you see like she's hugged up with some dude that you know and you're like oh yeah this isn't i can't do this yeah yeah like, yeah this, this doesn't look right <laughs> it doesn't look right i don't even like that guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah that's that's another thing um yeah. Also, social media um, made infidelity just re- like ridiculously easier. Yeah. Um, Snapchat, Instagram, ev- everything, Facebook, man. It's yeah. it's bad. I think that we're gonna go into this whole conversation of monogamy later on in the podcast, but um, it's it's harder to um, 
it's harder to the, the idea of monogamy is becoming less and less easier just based on these social accounts um, and the amount of people that exist on these accounts from people that, you know, they probably used to date or whatever the case. There's a part in that in that miniseries in the movie in, in um, uh, a Social Dilemma where uh, the guy's ex-girlfriend, he was off of Facebook for like I think it was like four days or something like that or a week. I think it was. He no, he would the his mom had told him if he goes for a week, she, I think she get would him a purchase, new phone. Yeah, she would buy him a new phone. Mm-hmm. So he put the phone in that same little jar. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, or I'll let you finish the story. Okay, yeah. Well, basically, um, he had a phone in that jar for mm-hmm. around a week. No, it wasn't even that long. It wasn't he, that long. He had to go a week, but he had only uh, it was only like three days. Three maybe. days in, yeah. yeah. And he was going in the kitchen for like a snack and open the refrigerator. He got like a notification. He looked and he just scroll like he just opened the screen and it says so and so updated her relationship status. Relationship, right. And yeah. he looked and it was like some dude, I guess, he, you know, he's like, what? Wait, what was going on? And then he just went through the I, wormhole. I think, yeah, I could I could relate to that because there was quite a while ago that I was seeing someone and, you know, uh, we, you know, parted ways. And then I seen a relationship status update and I was just like. You, you, when you're following someone too, this is not normal. If you're with somebody and you broke up with them in the '90s, you didn't get to see everything they were doing. Yeah. Right. So if you broke up with them, then you didn't have a social account to reference all their fucking moves. Now you break up with somebody and you still, I guess, on good terms, fake terms, whatever the fuck, and yeah. you see her updating her status, and then sometimes you even see the guy. It is a terrible. It's a terrible ordeal. As a, yeah, that's a side. This is a sidebar. But if you break up with somebody, you would be better served to just get them off of all social media and just block them, because that's the type of stuff that will happen. Like you know, you know what? I, I I agree and I disagree. I think two things are true. You should you could block them or get mm-hmm. rid of them on social media. I don't think you should block them though. Just get rid of them. Or or you do this one. You get off social media, right? You yeah. get you get off all your shit. You get your faculties in order. You know. You get your life right. And then by the time you go back on and you see she's in a relationship, it won't bother you half as much because only half as much, though. It's still going to bother. It's still going to (laughs) bother. Yeah. And then what what sucks is then is once you see she's in a relationship, you're just like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. And and you do have a little bit of hurt. You're like, yo, this is crazy. Like, what? we just broke up. What's wrong with me? What happened? You know, what's going on? You know, and then you're looking on there and you'd be like, oh, this dude, this is the guy she's with. What's going on? Yeah. And it creates a certain anxiety. Yeah. Right. And and it's and it sucks. And and it's only because of the the amount of access they were allowed to have with people after we've, you know, moved supposedly have moved on from them. Yeah. One other thing that we didn't touch on yet is the whole political side. Oh yeah, we're good. Oh, they yeah. talked about how, you know, that the that no one was really cheating. Right. They just used the Facebook, Instagram and all the other social media algorithms to stir up people yes. and during the election and they oh, yeah. showed in the in the little short film where the kid was just he turned into a different person like he mm-hmm. was he was um missing school to go to protests and all kind of stuff yeah. and getting in arguments and all these kind of things and kind of forcing his narrative on other people um and that was like a huge you know a huge thing and he ended up getting arrested and you know because he was at the protests and stuff like that so Definitely, um, social media plays a big role in oh, politics. Yeah. It's it's very divisive, and they oh, know yeah. exactly the kind of things to put in front of you um, in order for you to, you know, become you know more engulfed in this whole political thing. Yeah, I think it. I think it's affected. 
the political landscape has been affected majorly by social media because like I mentioned, I was telling you earlier that a algorithm plus an echo chamber equals destruction. Mm-hmm. So when you got this algorithm that's feeding you nothing but conservative outlets, the blaze, Fox News, all this shit that's conservative. Mm-hmm. When you got them feeding you nothing but CNN, Black Lives Matter, all mm-hmm. all these left and right things with mm-hmm. Blue Lives Matter, you create this huge fucking wedge. Yeah. Right. If what I want to and, and there was this black dude, right, that was he did like almost like a social experiment and he basically went to YouTube and all his other platforms and he didn't like anything but right wing stuff. Yeah. And it just start feeding him nothing but nothing but right wing stuff. The Blaze, Fox News, Laura Ingram, like it go. It went on and on. And this is bad. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I don't think anyone is middle. There's not enough middle leaning people. And a lot of it has to do with social media, shoving this shit down your throat. And there's some people that are so liberal. Also, they get on my nerves. Yeah. It, this the ideas like uh, what's something they be doing like you. You can tell it's gotten so bad that you can tell who's liberal or conservative, not even by them saying it, by the things that they're doing. Yeah. If she, they're they're vegan. Chances are they're conservative. Yeah. No, liberal. I mean, liberal. My yeah. bad. I'm tripping. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> they're liberal. If yeah. they have a lifted truck with a flag, more likely they're conservative. Mm-hmm. If they fucking, um, you keep seeing them cutting up steaks with blood running out of them, definitely conservative. <laughs> <laughs> Only conservatives eat steaks. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> not even that. It's just, yeah, not, no, not that conservatives eat steaks. They yeah. eat steaks that's real bloody. Oh, it's that particular. Yeah, yeah. real yeah. bloody fucking steaks. Yeah. And like, I love my steaks like America. Bloody. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> we bled for this country and our meat will bleed. Yeah. yeah, man. They just have this, like, they just don't appreciate the finer things in life. Like, the non, you know, the things that you can't necessarily put a price tag on. Right. Like, they appreciate meat and you know, lifted trucks and stuff Meat, like lifted that. Lifted trucks, oil. Yeah. Not like nature and, you know, animals and stuff. Hunting. Yeah. <laughs> shooting elk. Yeah. The Second Amendment. Yeah. Uh, this is all these things. When you say these things out loud, you know they're conservative or liberal. Mm-hmm. And it's more based on the fact that it, it's become more polarizing with the with the uh the influx of social media. Yeah. You yeah. know, with with liberals, it's more or less like gender is fake. Mm-hmm. Gender is fake news. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, what? Yeah. You're like, hey, my name's uh, Eddie. So are you a man or a woman? Uh, well, I'm I'm a man. There is no such thing as man or woman. Yeah. You'd be like, nigga, if you don't shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> that was funny. We first. don't need guns. We should just we should just replace guns with flowers because everyone needs flowers and a hug. Yeah. We that- should we should do we should replace guns with yoga. <laughs> like man if you don't shut the fuck up less guns more yoga less guns more yoga and more yogurt <laughs> and less meat less red meat <laughs> i want my meat bloody god bless america oh man That's crazy yeah yeah but i mean you get the gist of it man it, it's mm. it's really fucked up um oh also the influx of um uh, plastic surgery, yeah, that shit has been going crazy, and they've made a direct con- a di- direct connection um, with that. So let me go here. Cosmetic surgery, All yeah, right. here it is. Uh, was, before you say that, like uh-huh. in the film, this is this is separate from this the separate film. from the film. But in the film, that same little girl, that that uh, 11, 12 year old girl, mm-hmm. 
she uh, she was basically sitting in her room and she had posted a picture of her smiling. And yeah. She posted it to Instagram and it got maybe one or two likes. And she was like, oh, my. she kept refreshing it. And she was like, oh, my gosh, she just deleted it. And then what she did was she doubled back. She uh, she took a picture, but this time she used one of those Instagram filters. Mm-hmm. It kind of shaped her face a little bit, mm-hmm. made her uh, made her lips a little bit bigger, made her yeah. eyes a little bit more glimmery. Um, and she posted it, and she started getting comments, and people were like, "Oh my gosh, right. you're so cute!" Boom, boom, boom. And Crazy. then you know that's a, so to connect it with you know that's to, fucked up, that's man. It's bad too, man. You, the young girls are seeing like grown women like Meg Thee Stallion, you know, Meg Thick got big old titties and ass and shit. Mm-hmm. And they're a kid, they're not developed. And they're, they're, there's a young lady seeing, going on an Instagram where, first of all, Meg Thee Stallion's a grown woman. She's going to do what she's going to do, right? But they're, like you mentioned, there's no Instagram for kids. They got to start filtering this shit off mm-hmm. because there's a lot of these, um, uh, what do you call them, um, uh, influencers that literally go on there with a t-shirt on that's wet and they got their nipples showing straight to the t-shirt. That might be our next move. What? As social media just for kids. I know, right? It should be like But um, it's just like all that social dilemma stuff, we 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 learn from that mm-hmm. and then we feed the kids something that they can uh they can utilize without like being infiltrated by the beauty of right. a Meg the stallion or right. big booties or you know big yeah. lips whatever right and they could just be on there and have fun 100 percent. i think i'll take it a step further i think that what'll happen is is you start to create um uh uh you start to create events off of here mm-hmm. like you know water balloon fights mm-hmm. uh pillow fights at this like you start encouraging kids to get out the fucking house yeah you know you find the nearest park in each city and you say and you basically say hey uh, uh, would who would want to be invited to this? And it's like a water gun fight or whatever the case. Start getting kids out the fucking house because a lot of these kids are in the house looking at these Instagram feeds all day of adult themed shit. You got like Cardi B at this pop up like, where are my bitches with the good pussy at? Where are the bitches with the good pussy at? And you and it's like a kid is seeing this, or you got a little boozy like I make a bitch. I, man, I have a bitch fuck an animal. And you, this weird shit, man. Yeah, they should not be seeing this, bro. Their kids are also being thrusted into adult themes based on the fact that social media platforms refuse to create a world where kids could be kids. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of young kid, a lot of young women that are hurting themselves, mm-hmm. literally. Um, and I don't want to go on a, on a tangent, but. I talked about um, plastic surgery or just surgery in general, cosmetic surgery. Okay. According to the American Society of Plastic Surgery, a plastic surgeon, almost 18 million people underwent surgical and minimal invasive cosmetic procedures in 20 in United States in 2018. This means uh, that a total were almost a quarter of a million more procedures in 2018 and 2017. Cosmetic surgical procedures have been on the rise in the U.S. over the past five years. Mm-hmm. Sounds like social media to me. Um, before getting to the heart of the matter, it is essential to understand the difference between plastic surgery and cosmetic surgery. Cosmetic surgery focuses on body enhancement while plastic surgery reconstructs body parts that have sustained damage due to disease, burns, or trauma. Now, if you go down a little bit more, uh, let's see here. Okay, it says the findings, uh, the findings have shown, they're, they're referencing some findings, the findings have shown that women who rated their self-esteem life satisfaction and attractiveness as low had few religious beliefs and had high media exposure were more likely to undergo cosmetic surgery 
let me say this much. I know women personally, a lot of them, a lot of them, they get their lips done, they get their tits done, they get their ass done. And it's like, to me, it's, it's has more to do with this idea of this, this uh, beauty standard. And this cannot be blamed on men at all. For some reason, there's this outdated narrative where, you know, we're not, I'm according to men's beauty standards. No, it's not our fucking fault. The problem is, is when you scroll through Instagram all fucking day and you see these women who are fake with big fake tits and fake lips and they don't, and, and you keep seeing it over and over and over and over and over and you see a bunch of guys that like this, you think that we like that. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, is men will fuck anything. <laughs> yeah. Men will fuck anything. You don't need big fake lips like Kim Kardashian and titties and asses and all of that. Yeah. Right. And by the way, I'm not trying to say tell you what to do with your body, but if what you're doing with your body is influenced by social media, it was a bad decision. Period. Yeah. yeah. It was a bad decision to do anything to your body if it was influenced by something that did not come from your heart. Mm-hmm. Period. That's that's you know, and I, I feel like, and I could stand on that based on the fact that I've seen so many girls and they getting their lips done all the time. And the thing about a lip job. Is they don't look natural. Yeah. You could tell when a woman did her lips, man. Yeah, it looked disgusting. Yeah, I don't know about disgusting. I don't yeah, know it looked disgusting to me. Really? Yeah. There's a little poked out lips. Yeah, it'd be gross. Looking, yeah, it'd be looking, I don't know, it'd be looking kind of like a sucker fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's some girls that do a, that get a decent looking job. There was one um uh uh Kylie Jenner, I think that her over her job that she did, I'm gonna be real. Hers her plastic surgery pretty good. It's pretty fucking good. I don't know if there's a such thing as a good plastic. I guess surgery. that's subjective. I guess because to me, it it just it's there's. I mean, there's some that look better than others, but then it still is pla- like it's. I still know it's plastic surgery. Yeah, but sometimes it looks good. Yeah, I know it looks good. <laughs> it technically looks good. Like they look like the perfect human being, like a physical specimen. Perfect with a, is subjective. With a coke, you know, a Coca Cola shaped body and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Coca Cola, bo- Coca Cola bottle shape. About to say can or bottle. <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes, but, sometimes it's the can. But I'm just saying, like it, it, it still, it still looks fake. Uh, true. You know, it's yeah. just like that's not how a most. Uh, real women look i was in walmart like over a week ago and this girl was in the checkout line and i could not like in my i seen her ass from my peripheral yeah right so i kind of turned like i wasn't trying to be a creep so i kind of turned a little bit just so i could see the ass from the side yeah and i was like god damn is that thing real because she was it wasn't really proportioned so i was like sometimes skinny girls got big asses yeah this is how it is sometimes yeah so i was like kind of looked over a little bit and i kept looking and she turned around like from the side it looked good but when she turned around that motherfucker looked like it looked like lumpy meatballs. Oh God! I was like, "Yo, yeah, yo, like this is crazy." Mm-hmm. But look, this is what women are doing to themselves, mm-hmm. and they don't even realize they think they're doing it to build their self esteem. But it's coming from a place that's not from their heart. It's coming from what they're seeing ac- across that fucking screen. I guarantee you, if a woman did not have, or just a person in general. Chances of them being influenced by somebody else uh, to do something to their body would be less. The percentage would be less if they didn't have social media. Yeah, that's true. I think the best thing you could do for yourself if you have low self-esteem is like learn to be comfortable with yourself. Because yeah. that person that's chasing that perfect look, 
you're never you're never going to achieve that. You're going to keep doing it till you look like fucking Lil Kim. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just look for all the ladies out there that might hate what I'm saying. You say no, I want to get a fat transfer. I want to have a big ass, or I want to fucking uh, get a liposuction, or I want to do this, or I want to do that. Look, I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm telling you not to do it if it's not coming from your heart. If it's not coming from a honest place, don't fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Because you're you're never going to be happy doing that. You're chasing this thing that's not even real, mm-hmm. right? And and what I mean by that is too is it's not real based on the fact that it's not you. If you're chasing a dream of yours, you want to be a broadcaster or something. That's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You can work hard and work hard and work hard to achieve that. But when it has to do with your body, we're talking about a whole another conversation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so I mean, it's only so much physically that we can do, you know, and you can and you can work towards certain things like there's a lot of, uh, you know, workouts and stuff you can oh, do yeah. to help with some of these uh, that takes hard laws, but it's like not the surgery. Yeah, it takes hard work and a lot of people aren't willing to work hard. A lot of people mm-hmm. are willing to pay the money rather than, you know, actually put in the work because I'm not trying to be a pervert, but I know a girl that was pretty skinny and she was working real hard and working real hard and eating a lot of calories. And I seen her out in public and I was like, Jesus Christ, this mm-hmm. girl had gained probably about 30 pounds. Legs was thick. Body was waist was all slim. I was like, yo, you work for that. I remember how you was. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it just it's a certain amount of type of dedication people got to have. And they normally don't have that. Yeah. They'd rather go under the knife. Mm-hmm. So can't yeah. take that back. Yeah. Um. I'll close with this though. There was something that I seen in in uh, that they've mentioned that was pretty dope, um, and they 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 reference social media as a digital pacifier. Mm-hmm. Just like imagine when you were a kid or somebody baby's crying like wah, 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 and they put a pacifier in the baby's mouth and the baby like and the baby just stops, right? And I think that's social media, and 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 it, I think the a perfect reference would be when you keep opening your screen. That's yeah. like where the digital pacifier starts. Um, when you're bored yeah there's you, a lot of people that when they're bored they just open their phone yeah go through social media yeah, they're scrolling through scrolling through i've done this a billion fucking times so mm-hmm. i can't say stop doing that no no i'm not gonna stand on this moral high ground when i'm not i have a, certain addictions to my phone that i don't realize mm-hmm. but my difference is is I realize that those things are real and i can't just waste my time doing that mm-hmm. a lot of times i spend a lot of time referencing or looking up things that benefit the my business that i'm starting to grow so yeah that definitely is one thing but um what's another thing i was gonna say about this oh um create healthier habits with your phone um i was telling keith earlier that when i woke when i wake up a lot of times when i woke up i would wake up and just like turn my phone on mm-hmm. right because i turn my phone off when i go to sleep because i don't want notifications um but what i ended up doing is you got to stop doing that shit your phone should not be the first thing you fuck with when you wake up Mm-hmm. Period. So start a routine before you fuck with your phone. So if you get up, um, get up, use a restroom, whatever, wash your face, probably make some breakfast for yourself. If you got any chore, like chores or any things, whatever you need to do around your home, do that first. Then open your phone mm-hmm. because your phone is taking away from all those things you're doing for yourself. Not to mention, chances are, ain't nothing that important happening. What do you need to see all these goddamn notifications for? Not doing shit. Yeah. It's just, it's just how overrated 
uh, experience. Ain't not, not, not nothing crazy is really going on out in the world. No, you know, usually, you know, if someone passes away or something like that, that's a, a huge event. But right, there used to be a time when um, some people didn't know a certain person died until the newspaper came out on Monday or yeah, you know, the, the obituaries. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, but now it's just like instantaneous. Right. Benny the butcher just got shot and it showed up on my timeline. So crazy. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, that's nuts. I, some of the mean, like some of the memes, though. A lot of the memes be cool, pretty, pretty funny. The PS Five memes been pretty lit lately. <laughs> yeah, imagine. Can you imagine like having sex with a chick and then she's like, "Oh, oh, you want that PS Five? Like, God damn, I, I'm gonna say yeah, yeah. Get, Make me come five times and I'll get you the PS Five. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you it's some, it's some dude in America. Like, there's some guy in America. Like, he's like. <laughs> you gonna give me that PS5? You gonna give me that PS5? You want the 64 gigabytes, huh? Is That's that the one you funny. want? Yeah, give me that 120 gigabytes. <laughs> Some niggas got it down packed to where they know, like, if they ask a girl any question when when they hitting her and they doing it right, they'll get a yes at every time. So that's yeah. the that's the opportunity for them to ask ask the tough questions. <laughs> you gonna put my shit on layaway? <laughs> you gonna put my shit on layaway? <laughs> you gonna give me those new J? You gonna give me those new J's? You gonna give me those new J's? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. Hey fellas, if you really want something done, start asking her during sex. And if yeah, exactly, you, and if she doesn't respond to it that means your dick is no good, <laughs> no good man you can only do this when you got good dick <laughs> can you imagine right um, you know, can you imagine like you having sex with a chick and then you like you won't give me that new system you won't give me a new system and she's like yes and then she goes out and she come back with a sega ah uh, some used games yeah some used games and a sega you can't you really like, say a sega because some of them retro like them them old school games was coming back i know but look but imagine she gets you a sega right and you like i thought you would give me a ps5 well you got sega dick <laughs> you got sega you dick you got some sega dick <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, like you want a PS5? You need PS5 dick. <laughs> you got Sega dick. <laughs> you didn't even give me Sonic the Hedgehog. Fuck. <laughs> you got Sega dick. You got Gamecast dick. <laughs> yeah, your Dreamcast. You know Gamecast from uh, Malibu's most yeah, wanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you think you get a PS5 and you think you hit the pussy right, and then all of a sudden, like four hours later, it's like Sega. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh man, that's hilarious. That's man. funny. Oh man! All right, uh, <laughs> switching gears. Uh, there's a, a like a mini series. Um, it's called A Teacher. It's a mini series on FX. Right, and let me go to what it's about. Keith brought this up to me during the week, and I was just like, "Fuck, this is." This is nuts. All right. Somebody yelling out there. Yeah, somebody arguing there. That's why somebody doing some bullshit. It's always people arguing outside, but the only problem is they talking to themselves. Yeah. <laughs> you motherfucker, you think you're better than me? Huh? You motherfucker? Huh? You talking shit? Yeah, yeah. and we're, we're near the downtown area, so there's a lot of mental illness. And we're not trying to make fun of anybody, but I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. It just starts to become like a thing. Yeah. Like, you want to fight me? She's like, <laughs> nigga, it's just you there. What the fuck? Move your ass out of the way. It's just him walking down the street. <laughs> I remember you was talking about it. Dude was like, <laughs> Jesus is coming back. Fear me, not the coronavirus. 
Bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks. It ain't no fun if the homie can't have none. Oh, that's funny. You know that the the homeless people always had that matted up hair. Oh yeah. So they'd be walking down the street like Jesus Christ had dress, so shake them. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got none, but I'm planning on growing some. Oh my god! Oh damn! All right, man. Let me get back back on track. All right, it, there's a, a, a series called a mini series called A Teacher. All right, and this shit, it's, it's about a drama series examines the complexities and consequences of an illicit sexual affair between a young teacher and her student. Claire is a teacher at Westerbrook High School in Texas. Dissatisfied in her marriage to her college sweetheart, Claire's life challenges when Eric, life changes when, when Eric, a, a personable teacher, a teenager. Personable. Personable, my bad. Personable teenager in her English class uh, takes an interest in her. Popular and... Popular and outgoing, Eric is the captain of the soccer team and nearly inseparable uh, from his best friends. Everything seems perfect on the surface, but Eric is forced to juggle the pressures of school, applying for college and a part-time job, all while helping take care of his two older brothers. Claire and Eric discover an undeniable connection that allows them to escape their lives, but their relationship accelerates faster than either than either could anticipate. The permanent damage left in the wake of their illicit affair becomes impossible for them. And their friends and family to ignore. <clears throat> All right, here's the deal. Let me start this off with this. This, I guess, this show because I seen like the behind the scenes, and it's basically describing how bad these situations are, and they're kind of glossed over based on the fact that it's a boy, you know, that it's a young man. And if it was a young woman, I don't believe that they would be making a fucking miniseries about a grown ass man fucking a young girl. I don't believe that that would even be a thing, right? Mm -hmm. But based on the fact that it's a young man and these situations are seen as more or less a lot of a lot of people say like I heard a lot of guys say like shit I wish my teacher was fucking me when I was in high school. Yeah. But then you see how damaging these things are. This is still this is some R. Kelly shit. You can't you know well, yeah. no, R. Kelly is a lot more deep than that though. Yeah. Yeah, R. Kelly was using the urine. But <laughs> Yeah. I, I think uh, <laughs> I think this is still really fucked up and I don't believe that there will be a documentary there but also you know it kind of in a way it kind of romanticizes it and mm -hmm. I think that this shouldn't be romanticized at all but I guess they're trying to put a spin on it but it's it's just weird it's it's a drama about something that really shouldn't even be on TV there's a joke in there somewhere I'm, I wasn't about to cut you off but Go ahead, man. instead of saying like preschool like R. Kelly was peeing on girls in peace school. Wow. <laughs> that sounds like a joke that you would like say on stage though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I to was the, thinking about that. To the average listener, they'd be like, oh my God, Keith. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, if you're out there, you're a comedian, you could finagle that one. Even the dude outside would be dissatisfied. The one yelling downstairs. He'd be like, Jesus Christ had dreads. Oh man! <laughs> you remind me of my G. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! It's your different, different man, Yak. 
man. Why is that his voice? Who? Who? Why is that the homeless guy's voice? Because that's every that's, that's, that's the universal voice, man. <laughs> Didn't we talk about like when somebody asks you for change, they got the same voice? It's really raspy. <laughs> Excuse me, man. You know if you got some change. <laughs> You'd be like, uh, if you make your voice a little bit more raspy, <laughs> maybe I got some change for you. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, but go ahead, man. No, I'm done. I was just, you oh, know, yeah. I had to interrupt you to say that stupid joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just think it's really weird. It's a really fucked up uh, mm. situation for mm. a young man to have a grown woman uh, doing that. Um, but what it also proves is, is like these teachers, and, and it doesn't matter that they got their credentials to be a teacher. It's like, who are you as a person? Yeah. You know, um, and who you are as a person means more than anything, because I know there was a lot of teachers that wanted to fuck the students back even back when I was in school. Yeah. I'm not going to say any names, but there was a teacher that I had in high school. She was only like 27 years old, going on 28. And she was really fucking sexy, Mm -hmm. really thick, like slim, thick white girl. Right. And I was a senior. So I was like 17 going on 18. Mm -hmm. And my teammate, Daniel, um, he look. He had a full beard, right? And one day she she was like, we were looking out the window. I had my jersey on. It was Friday. I remember, it was, it was we had a game that day. Yeah. And uh, she looked out there and seen my teammate. She's like, is that he plays on the team? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's my teammate. She's like, oh, he looks like a grown man. Yeah. Right. And then she said that he looks like a grown man while continuing to look out the window at him. That's, that's and crazy. I was like, yeah. I, then, and then it came to me because when you're you don't really process stuff like that when you're young uh-huh. and then later on I thought to myself like hey she wants to fuck my teammate yeah you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so imagine being a guy that's like 26 and you go she to, wanted Daniel to hit her A gap yeah she went yeah he wanted yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to hit the A wop <laughs> yeah she like if you're imagine if you're a guy that's like 26 27 and you're still relatively young and you got these 18 year old girls walking around and first of all like me i'm not attracted to young women but mm-hmm. think about it like this these young ladies that are 18 years old you're not you still notice that they have advanced lady parts mm-hmm. so if a girl walks by and she's 18 and she got some tight jeans on and a big old booty and her breasts are huge. Yeah. You still notice that that's a real thing. Yeah. But you have a job to teach kids. Mm-hmm. So you have to be mature enough to be like, yeah, there's nothing here that I want. It's just discipline, man. Yeah, I always point back to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's discipline, but it's also doing your job. Yeah. Fucking fucking students is not, not your part job. of your job. Yeah, yeah, not at all. <laughs> now, if you're a college campus teacher, that's a little different. I would fuck them. Uh, that's still not good. Yeah, I don't know, man. If that. I'm only 32 years old and she's like 23, I'm fucking her. Fuck that. Don't do it. I'll man. give her an A, man. No, I'll give her an A. She can sit in front of the classroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. You don't want to mix business and pleasure. But um, my gripe with uh, this whole series is um <clears throat> just the the what they say like read the room kind of thing right i don't think there's really a place for this series and no. I, I looked at the comments and a lot of people were saying like yo this is a good series and um something about how and i don't know the tone of the thing i i guess some some people were saying the tone of it was um 
where the the teacher was taking advantage of the kid, right? And which is which is I guess the best possible tone for this kind of thing. Yeah, and that's but that's the normal uh, scenario in these sort of situations. Right. I just feel like as much like. Um, pedophilia and human trafficking and all these things going on right now i don't think a uh a fictional series about this sort of subject matter is like is necessary right now if this was a true story i would feel a little bit different like you know they're just telling a story and we talked about it the um uh i forget the the teacher the little mexican dude and the um oh, yeah. the teacher the white lady I, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and yeah. they went on to have a you have know a kid yeah a whole relationship and whatnot it was all over the news and they made a lifetime movie about it and stuff but when i watched it back then i was like damn that's so crazy but <clears throat> to see this now and it's you know sim- a similar scenario um i just feel like it's it, it kind of like disturbed me, yeah. and even and I know that the the, the characters are of age, but in right. reality, when you're watching that, you're so engulfed in it, you mm-hmm. don't under, you don't really you know you're not really seeing a a, a 21 year old actor or 22 year old actor. You're seeing that 17, 16 year old kid that is being portrayed in the short film yeah. or in the in the miniseries. So for me, I'm just like for me, I wouldn't I wouldn't do anything even close to this just because it's it's just a disturbing subject matter and i don't think you're actually learning that much right from it i you know just for me personally i think reading about these scenarios is fine and all these other things are you know learning about it via a documentary you turn it into a fucking drama yeah it's just kind of weird to me too much i mean it's just so many you know so many so many like weird subject you know like imagine if they kind of created like you said like the opposite where you know yeah. there was a man and the, you, the a little girl, and these things happen in real life, and how how perturbed the the world would be. But since it's like you know an older woman and a and a, mm-hmm. a guy, and even like they made the movie about Jennifer Lopez when she slept with the the kid, and I, I yeah. think in that scenario the kid was eighteen, I believe. I don't yeah. know if he got held back or he moved schools. Can you or something imagine like fucking that. Jennifer Lopez when you're eighteen? That'd be fire. A mature Latina with all that ass? God damn. Yeah. That guy's winning. Uh, What were you saying, Keith? That nigga said, what was that? I had a a stroke, man. I I was like telling you to go back and thinking of Jennifer Lopez's ass at the same time. Oh, man. Imagine him J-Lo from the back and she's like, bitty, bitty, bum, bum. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Let me grab my charger real quick. Go ahead, man. You never got your shit charged up, Keith. What's going on, man? Nobody can hear you talking now, Keith, because you walked away and you got your goddamn charger and your phone's dead. This is from my laptop. Nobody heard that either, Keith. Fuck. Yeah, they- <laughs> yeah, they heard that. Yeah, these mics pick up a lot of shit, so I'm pretty sure they heard Keith struggling to charge his shit up. Yeah, yeah, Keith is the type of guy that'll be just like chilling. You know, he always has his phone really dark, like the screen's really dark on it, mm-hmm. and it will get out somewhere, and he'd be like, "Dang, my phone's dying." <laughs> I'm like, "How much power you got left? How much battery?" He's like, "I'm at like eight percent right now." I'm like, "Why the fuck would you leave out of the house with a dead ass <laughs> phone, man?" I just, I really don't, you know, it's yeah. not the end of the world. You know? yeah. There's charges everywhere. True. So I don't be like. Yeah, we were good yesterday. Our shit was charged up. I, didn't even, I left didn't with like 30 some percent. Yeah. By the time I got got back, I was still. Like 20 something yeah. or 15. Yeah. It was me and Keith. I'm not going to say what we were doing because we were, you know, we were out of town looking mm-hmm. for some stuff to benefit what we we're trying to do. Yeah. And um, 
we've seen some place downtown near the fashion district and it said it was called boo boo jeans <laughs> yeah <laughs> It shit is yo, LA is so hilarious, bro. Like it's certain like shops with these weird names. Yeah, to to me, it's just a little tone deaf. Like yeah, you gotta know, you know what your name means. Yeah, and maybe Boo Boo is a nickname or somebody's name or something. But it's like yeah. come on now, black folks, we don't we look Boo Boo is shit to us. Like yeah. Dookie, like yeah. like Mexican is like Kaka, or you know, mm-hmm. but Boo Boo is Dookie. <laughs> So it's like, yo, you cannot name your establishment do, like boo boo doo doo jeans. Yeah, hey, you know, you know who be low key thick though? Who is the mannequins at the like the Mexican store? Oh stores? yeah, it's always some little thick mannequins. Yeah, and they be having like some little dresses on them. Way like, unrealistic because a person wearing them jeans is not is not that thick. Uh, uh-uh. yeah. you be like, yo, who was the? I wonder who was the mold for those those yeah. mo- those things. Yeah, like you go to like I think they got them at like Mercado Latino and whatnot. Yeah, you'd be like, "Yo, is that Selena? Who's that?" <laughs> <laughs> what if you could sell like that would be interesting. Like you could sell certain silhouettes of certain famous people's booty. Like this is like early two thousands J Lo booty. Damn, yeah, because her booty ain't like it was back then. Yeah, she still got a body, but it's not like she not slimmed down a little. Yeah, bit. she slimmed down because yeah. she was crazy thick in uh, Anaconda. <clears throat> You and know, Selena, she was stupid thick in Anaconda. They're uh, making uh, the series over again. What? They're, so, they're doing a Selena miniseries no on way. Netflix. Yeah. Wow. The thing, and this is me like being just a misogynistic man. <laughs> <laughs> but when I seen it, I, you know, she, Selena was thick. So, stupid you know, thick, that's yeah. like part of her, her mystique. Yeah. Um, but. When I watched it, and and then you know they panned to her backside, I was like, uh, it ain't the, she was didn't a do shit. it. Yeah, she not. Dude, they could do it. Do you know how many thick Mexican women are out in the world? They could have found one to do the job, man. Yeah, I don't think you know. You got to go with the best actor, but that's true. Yeah, you got to go with the best. If you make a decision based off the, the thickness of a woman, then yeah, that's kind of. It's gonna be a lot of happy men, but it's gonna get a lot of bad reviews. Yeah, it's gonna get a lot of bad reviews. <laughs> it's gonna be some super crazy thick one. <laughs> and, they, and then they're gonna be like, "You see that new Selena?" <laughs> Nobody's gonna talk about the acting in the fucking movie. That's funny. Yeah, somebody gonna spoil it. They be like, "I don't want to spoil it, but I don't want to spoil it, but Selena thick." Yeah, man. And Selena, <laughs> people don't realize is Jennifer Lopez whole like her whole career really started after that movie. Yeah, you know. Um, <clears throat> but truth be told, Jennifer Lopez was not thicker than Selena. Yeah, I don't think so. She was not, but she was super thick. And and what's crazy too is she did a hell of a fucking job though in that movie. Yeah, I think so too. That was a hell of a fucking job. Mm -hmm. That was a and that that when that movie came out, that came out in what? Damn, like ninety six, seven? I don't know. Because Selena passed away in the early nineties. Yeah. That was a tragic thing. That that was a worldwide event. That's that's one of those things where, you know, we talk about uh certain artists that are, you know, getting shot and um, how, you know, the, the lyrics and stuff like that kind of led them to an early demise right? or being gang affiliated or whatever the, the, the thing may be. Right. Um, that's one of those ones where it's just a head scratcher. It's horrible. Yeah. yeah. You, it's, you can't really point to, you can't say like, oh, she spoke about death in her lyrics or, nah. you know, she was in the hood or whatever. Nah. It's just like, it's yeah, tragic. She was everything to not get shot. <laughs> She was, yeah. she, she, I mean, her friends and family said she had a, she was a, had a beautiful soul. Yeah. She's a singer. She's a good entertainer. She was thick. Everything. This nigga. And still that <laughs> happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just, 
That's a super unfortunate. That's, that's a, and even watching it, um, and I didn't, I didn't, I wouldn't consider myself growing up on Selena. Yeah, but I pretty much did. Yeah, I yeah, but just watching the movie, it kind of introduced me to her oh, whole, yeah. you know, all of her music and it, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it, but watching her die, it was just like, man, like it's tragic. It's just tragic. I, you got to think about it too, especially back then. She was a global star. She was in in Spanish and English. Yeah. She was literally like the Mexican Beyonce, bro. Yeah. She was fucking huge. <clears throat> like if she was alive today, she'd be a legend. Just she would have totally changed. Huh? Yeah, changed the whole fucking landscape. Probably hosting TV shows. Oh yeah. And albums and oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. She would have been in the same position. If not bigger than Jennifer Lopez, I, yeah, I think relatively, like without a question, yeah, because J Lo is she's not, um, she she doesn't have the music catalog that no. catalog that Selena does, well, or just, she's not as talented of a musician. I'm just talking about from a success standpoint. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like her music when you when you would when you if you would have looked at it and say obviously j-lo's jumping point is selena so 100 yeah like dismissing that idea but if you just look at their music right. i don't think people hold not at all jennifer lopez music catalog in the same way not, as they do not even it's not even yeah. on the same stratosphere yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <clears throat> one, one person makes great music the other one doesn't um yeah <laughs> just to ta- like selena can actually sing and you know all this j-lo can't sing that well. no j-lo has some songs but they was all like in a certain era like you know the, the same ja little Rules, poppy songs like yeah. like the pop songs like l-o cool j yeah singing the hooks and stuff yeah. like that because i'm a man. the way you yeah, are yeah. the way you move mm-hmm. like those little songs they got her really you know yeah yeah that's crazy. Jairo used to really be singing with that voice. Yeah. And he really got away with it. That nigga used to sound like the cookie monster. He sounded like one of them homeless men we were talking about earlier. <laughs> I want some cookies. <laughs> Give me some change. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be crazy. Jairo all of a sudden be like, yeah, baby, I need some change. <laughs> I was, there was this conversation uh, Timbaland was having and he was talking about Aaliyah and he was talking about how, um, how in his opinion, he, Aaliyah would have been kind of similar to what you were saying. She, mm-hmm. He was saying like, he compared her to Beyonce though. He was like, yeah. look, wherever Aaliyah was, like before she passed away, he was like, Aaliyah was kind of shaping into like, she was going to be up yeah. at the Beyonce level. So oh, yeah. it's just crazy to, you know, think that a lot of these people like they they life get cut short man yeah man mm. yeah leah I, th- I forgot the last song she had oh rock, i think rock the boat was the last big hit song she had mm-hmm. she yeah. had hits yeah that last one and then you realize like like while the song was out you realize kind of like low-key how nasty it was, yeah, it was real sexual yeah. rock the boat work the middle work mm-hmm. the middle and yeah. then and you just see a whole bunch of people <laughs> singing the song and it'd be like <laughs> some 15 year old change position yeah yeah new position yeah new. That, that shit is that's like nasty that's like the r&b version of wop yeah what's oh that's a good question folks what's worse wop or rock the boat i i think we can't it, it can't be a surface level thing it would have right. to be like what the actual meanings are yeah what is wop is very very direct straightforward that's yeah. true that's yeah. true when you're saying things like work the middle, people just like, huh, apparently she may be speaking of sexual, um, <laughs> something sexual is going yeah. on. That That's a, the genius in songwriting, though. Like a guy like The Weeknd, mm-hmm. he, he says, 
basically I won a Nickelodeon award off of telling kids a snort coke something something about yeah. that like that whole I can't feel my face and yeah. that whole run it had and he's performing that at That's freaking crazy yeah he's talking about drugs and whatnot yeah. it's just like I can't feel my face when I'm with you yeah Nickelodeon <laughs> 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 this guy yeah. it, it was this guy is probably one of the most toxic artists ever oh for sure he be saying some shit yeah yeah um yeah we totally got off that uh the, the mini series but ultimately <laughs> mm-hmm. ultimately yeah it's just fucked up man um, yeah uh, if you, I, I mean i don't know if i'm gonna even check it out to be honest I yeah know, i can't see myself purpose. watching it um after kind of seeing those comments it it, it kind of let me in on the idea or the themes of it a little bit more but still like i just feel like watching that would be a little bit uncomfortable for me yeah yeah, yeah. all right switching gears uh is monogamy becoming harder to obtain okay uh, let's 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 go to the monogamy per definition. It's very very simple, but um, I just want to keep people with us. Okay, monogamy, the practice or state of being married to one person at a time. That is very and monogamy is also you know being just in a regular relationship and being with one person. And this may sound like a very general thing, like, of course I could be monogamous. What's the problem? Um, what we've seen, is, especially now with the, you know, with the social media, is a person being monogamous is out the fucking window. Mm-hmm. They've, also, they've had a statistic also that there are way more women cheating. Way more. Mm-hmm. It went up drastically. And it's not just a woman thing. People cheat in general. But they, they were referencing women. So if that's going up, Basically, let me go back to the specific stats so they don't think I'm being a woman hater. I think I sent you the article actually earlier. Did you get a chance to read it? Uh, yeah, I skimmed through it a little bit. You skimmed through it? Oh, mm-hmm. so you basically didn't give a fuck. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it says, according to the infidelity statistics, about 40% of... God damn it, what the fuck? According to infidelity statistics, about 40% of unmarried relationships and 25% of marriages see at least one incident of infidelity an issue of marriage and divorce journal also stated that 70 percent of all americans engage in some type of affair sometime during their marital life those numbers are simply astonishing and have more serious implications than you could imagine indeed if we were to look at the numbers it's safe to say cheating is a norm rather than the exception and it may lead to the question us to the question the whole monogamy thing for a clear picture of things let's have an in-depth look at the latest statistics and it shows infidelity 2018 versus 19 uh okay there truth is internet's fucking up son of a bitch yeah let's see here the other amongst women oh here it is when a study found though is infidelity amongst women increased by 40 percent in the last 20 years while male infidelity rates remain steady despite of the number of cheating men still cheating men still being higher than the number of cheating women right mm-hmm. here's the thing man um it goes back to the conversation of social media i think that in regards to women there's a lot of women that are more successful now um they're doing better things for themselves um and i think what's happening is is they're like looking at their mate like yo I'm wasting my good years on this guy. Yeah, I need to give uh, I need to give big <clears throat> I need to give Big Dick James a call. <laughs> That's what's happening, dude. I'm telling yeah. you, man. Um, but monogamy ultimately it's it's really kind of unrealistic. It's realistic if that's you. 
But you talk about 70%. That's high. So that means a thirty percent of people are pretty much are the only ones that are capable of really being faithful. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have, a lot of people cheat, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that it's it's really fucked up, man. It's it's a really fucked up thing because the chances that you getting cheated on are very very high. Yeah, and you think that the girl you're with loves you or the guy you with loves you when in actuality there's something going on that you may not even know about. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that it's just it's kind of one of those things where the sad part about these this situation is that people have started to come to grips with it. Right. Like you start to hear certain people's conversations like, yeah, um, you know, if if my girl cheated on me, it may not be the worst thing. Like, you know, yeah. I, we would talk it out and figure out what was going on and then we'll go stronger from it. It's just like, yeah, that's the sad part about, you know, the, the frequency in which um these people are out here just giving a pussy up or, you know, slugging a dick around or whatever. It's just one of those things. I think that, um, but with that being said, like the, the, that 30 percentile, you become more valuable. hundred percent. Like a faithful man or a faithful woman, like you're, you know, you're in the upper echelon of of human beings or relationship uh, people. So that's where I sit. I think 30 percentile. hundred percent. I think that people have a really, very warped sense of or warped idea of what cheating is. Mm-hmm. Let me explain something. Cheating is not <clears throat> should not only be reduced to sticking a dick in a pussy. Mm-hmm. Cheating should be basically anything emotional that your partner doesn't know about. You've already cheated. Yeah. Right. And I know a lot of women that have cheated and it didn't have to do with them fucking the guy. Right. Basically, let's say some people like that attention. Yeah, attention is destroying. Really, I'm talking about it's destroying relationships. Yeah, let's say, and I've heard this from married women too. But imagine, you know, you're chilling and your wife wants to go out with her friends. You're like, fine, go ahead, have a good night, right? Um, she goes out, she hangs out. Some guy approaches her. The guy probably looks better than you, bigger and taller than you, and shit. And she's like, hey, I have a boyfriend, right? And he's like, oh, but we can't be friends. Just follow me on Instagram. So she follows this guy on Instagram and that alone is cheating because the guy was trying to shoot his shot at you mm-hmm. and you still followed him on Instagram while having a man. And mm-hmm. a lot of people think like that's harmless. It's just a follow. No, it's not. Cause this is what happens. A single man that wants to fuck you is going to be relentless. Mm-hmm. Now he's liking your photos. He's giving you little compliments. He's planning into his stories. He's planting your plant little seeds. You're liking it because you like him. You actually like him. Yeah. But you plan it off, and eventually, it, all it takes is that one slip up. Hey, let's go have some drinks. Have some lunch. Mm-hmm. So now you meet up with this motherfucker, and it all started from meeting them at that club. Mm-hmm. I got buddies that fucked married women many fucking times, mm-hmm. many times, right? And it all starts off the same way: social media and, and it may be something and you know the sad part about it too is like it may be um a situation where the man is literally just trying to provide for his family so he may be working on the road a or lot, he may yeah. be doing anything and then yes she's like he's not giving me enough attention, attention. or whatever yeah she hanging out with you smoking weed with you yeah sad. yes man i'm gonna tell you something as a, as a guy that's a truck driver, I work in a profession where the there, where men are cheated on in, in this industry more than anything. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a local driver. I'm home every night, but I work very long hours. Mm-hmm. So I'm gone a lot. Mm-hmm. In order for me to be in a relationship, I would have to have a woman that I not only I could trust, but I would trust her actions away from me. Yeah. Meaning if I'm at work, I don't have to worry about her running off 
chasing dick somewhere at a club. Yeah. That's hard to find. Chances of me getting cheated on are very high, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. If I if I say, you know what, I really like this girl, I'm just gonna give it a shot, she's probably gonna cheat on me. That's just the reality of it. And it's fucked up. And you More should, times than not. Yeah. yeah. I had a conversation with a truck driver and this kind of broke my heart. He said, um, you know, he'd been married to been divorced two times and both times his wife cheated on him. First time she cheated on him and he got a divorce. Then he met another woman and he really cared about her. And he came off the road and he busted a guy with her in the bed. That and that guy was in the, in the it was in in the bed. And he just was like, Man, I can't believe it. But you know, I mean, I wasn't there a lot, so I kinda understand. That's sad. And I was just like, Hey man, don't don't do that. Like don't don't say, you know, that it's almost okay because you wasn't there a lot. Like you wasn't doing nothing wrong, bro. Yeah, you working. Yeah, you was working providing and she went and got some dick. All the, house she, that, the house that you're paying for, whether it's a <laughs> lease or you paying a rent or you are right. trying to own it or whatever, she having sex in you know in your home. In your home. Yeah. yeah. And to make matters worse, man, it's like if she didn't want to be with a man like that, she had a chance to like to not do it. Yeah. Like I have more availability than him, and it's not a whole bunch more, but I'm off on weekends, you know. But a lot of I've had women stop talking to me because I was busy mm-hmm. because I couldn't text them back and forth. Yeah. It, it, so it's I don't know. It, it's fucked up. But I stuff, think I think mm-hmm. in those scenarios, though, when you um, under no circumstance, was that woman ever the right person for you anyways? 100 percent. If a woman a is point. going to cheat on you because you're providing for her and you're working a lot of hours then she's she's just she wasn't fit for you but i think the fucked up part about it like i don't know man like who no we shouldn't have circumstantial relationships that's a great point like i only love you because you're here all the time like oh that's a great point like you should love me whether i'm here whether i'm in china whether you know wherever and you should uh honor our bond facts yeah that's very true i mean I don't know, man. It, it, what, what's weird to me is the fact that, you know, you wasted this person's time. I think yeah. time is the most valuable thing that we have in this world. Mm-hmm. And if you are, if you chosen to be with me and then you're just going to hurt me, mm-hmm. then it's like, why would you even be here? Yeah. Right. And that's what a lot of truck drivers go through. A lot of them are divorced. A lot of them are divorced. Yeah. This one, I talked to this other truck driver. He said, man, he's like, my kids hate me. I was like, what do you mean they hate you? He's like, I come home. They don't respect me, man. They just, they don't like me at all. They don't even want me to be at home. I was like, oh my God. I don't even, I don't know the, their relationship I don't know or the that. family dynamic, yeah. but I feel like that would be something that the mom put on possibly. the kids. Yeah. Possibly. She's probably walking around the house like he's never here anyways. And yeah. you know, you don't got to respect him. It's just like, because as a kid, like you'd love your parents. You know Facts. what I mean? When, you know, when you haven't seen your, your if, yeah. if you have a good relationship, Facts. But, you know, you should be happy, excited when you, when your dad come home. That's true. And in regards to like, um, <clears throat> Like the wife or whatnot. Like, here's the caveat. I think that if you if you've seen this, if if first of all, if you come back and she's just disrespecting you, then you really got to break it off. Yeah, because that's more of a that's more of an excuse for her to fuck it off and cheat on you and feel good about it. Most times where I've messed with a chick, I didn't know she had a man, and we fucked around. It was her talking bad about her ex. Like, yep. Yeah, this guy is just, he was this, he was that to me. And then we fucked a couple times. And then I find out 
she's posting pictures with this guy with the ex that she was talking about. <laughs> yeah um, man it's like this is bad dude this yeah. is it's bad like the idea of monogamy and shout out to everybody that is in the solid relationship shout out to y'all for holding it down mm-hmm. you know uh but it ain't easy because we live with temptation as much as we may care about a person that we're with we still want to fuck other people that's just ingrained in us mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't make us a bad person because, you know, you could love your wife or your girl. And then you see some girl walk by. She's got a real nice set of tits, nice booty. And you're like, damn, I want to fuck her really bad. But based on the fact that you like the the principles and, and the integrity you have as a man will not allow you to do it. Yeah. But here's the problem. Most people don't have that willpower. They don't. They just don't. Yeah. Most men do not have that willpower. Most women do not have that willpower. It's a guy out there that um, has the most disciplined diet you would ever hear about, like, you know, zero candy, right. hasn't ate candy in two years, or, you know, they eat a certain amount of calories, they work out every day, but right. his kryptonite is... Pussy. White pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Why it gotta be white? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You gotta specify. <laughs> this guy, he don't eat candy, but he eat pussy. <laughs> Uh, uh, he don't eat white chocolate, but he, <laughs> he eat white pussy. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, man. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Oh, man. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, bro. <laughs> he may not eat candy, but he be eating Puerto Rican pussy. <laughs> oh, that's wild. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's a willpower thing, too, man. Um, I do. I believe in monogamy. I do because as a person, I, I, I feel like that's a road that I'm mature enough to be on. But the average woman and man is not monogamous. They're just not. They cannot. Re, they cannot remain monogamous. At first, it sounds like a good thing, right? But they're all cheating. I would say people cheating, especially in the city of Bakersfield. I'm gonna say it's at least on the 85 percentile. I'm gonna say 80. I'm gonna say 80%. And the reason why I say it is because you can't reduce cheating down to fucking. You can't I, I yeah. I know even the person that's like that you would think is just like on the up and up. There you go. Exactly. They've even cheated. Oh, and not it. like not even like the player type or anything. Exactly. Somebody just fell into some pussy one time. Oh yeah. Like, Dang, I screwed up kind of thing. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um there was a chick that I was, uh, I, I, we went out and had a good time, just chilled and stuff. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I didn't expect anything serious. I just really wanted to smash it. But I was just being cool and respectful as I always am. And, you know, all of a sudden she kind of just fell off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what? Right? Like, what's going on? So, I, I mean, I wasn't tripping. Like, I don't, I don't expect anything from women. They don't, mm-hmm. they don't owe me shit. But, I mean, a pussy in exchange, I will except pussy and, uh, EB- <laughs> and, and ebt um but anyways <clears throat> she disappears off the face of the face of the earth and then all of a sudden she pops up on facebook with an ultrasound right what the fuck is that noise you hear that for a while UFO or something. yeah but like i said she basically disappeared off the face of the earth and then when uh-huh. she popped back up on facebook she popped up with an ultrasound that she was pregnant yeah so i'm like wait a minute so you were out on dates with me and you were getting fucked Right. And getting pregnant. And this is a woman that you would never expect it from. It's like a Christian, very church like type person. And I'm just like, wow. Yeah. And she was with the dude. Yeah. 
So she had got a whole boyfriend. A lot of women will go on a date with you while they got a whole boyfriend. They'll be on a date. That's cheating. Yeah. That is cheating. In a whole nother relationship. In a whole nother relationship. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, like, and this is just people in general. I don't want to put it all on women, but y'all is cheating more. But I, I don't want to put, mm-hmm. put it all on y'all. But just this whole idea of monogamy is being reduced based on the fact that there's cheating on many levels. I feel like we we as human beings have to learn to trust our in- instincts a little bit better. Yes. Because I'm never maybe like there's 1% of me that gets surprised by certain people saying certain things. Right. But 99% of the time I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Right. Like, oh, this person, you know, does this or, you know, this person had a boyfriend or this person cheated on you. I was like, oh, okay. That, you know, duh. Like, and it doesn't in that the cheating aspect is may not be directly the the red flag. The red flag just may be like, this person is a just not a decent human being. Like they just got yeah. character flaws or like a certain tone in their voice that you yeah. notice when they speak about certain things. You'd be like, oh, okay, he's just like, this person is not on mm-hmm. the up and up. Oh yeah. And then on top of that, you know, they cheated on their girl or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I think with, with me, what, what happened too is, is when you spend, <clears throat> spend enough time being single, you just start seeing so many behaviors mm-hmm. and you see so many behaviors. You can tell when someone's disingenuous or not. Yeah. And it's and it's what's like you mentioned, like uh, having the ability to discern between, you know, things that, you know, can really save you. Right. And you just be like, oh, okay, yeah, this is definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's definitely full of fucking shit. Yeah. This is someone that cannot be trusted. Yeah, Yeah. 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 So we have to do that. But then also realize like uh, two wrongs don't make a right. Right. Like as a as a person that is not if you're a person that's not ever cheating, no emotional cheating, no, you know, no real physical penetration or whatever, no kissing or whatever, mm-hmm. you're always going to, you're always going to win in the end. Oh, like yeah. your, your, your value is always going to be much higher. Cause than, you saw it. Mm-hmm. I don't even, I don't flirt with women too. Like if I'm in a relationship, I'm not flirting. Cause you know what I've learned? Mm-hmm. I know that flirting, <clears throat> flirting will turn into fucking real quick. Yeah. I don't even make eye contact with women these days. Yeah. Okay, Keith. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I don't I don't do the flirting stuff because it's yeah. pointless. If I can't fuck you, why am I flirting with you? Yeah. Think about this. It's very logical. Some dude some dudes will say, like, yeah, hey man, I do it just to make sure my, my tools are still sharp. Or like shut up, dude. You just want to stick some dick in you there. Do, you do you low key, you it, all you're waiting for is the right girl that's gonna let you get away with it and you're gonna fuck her behind yeah. your wife's back. Don't I just think that you shouldn't entertain things that are going to push you down the wrong path, man. Yeah. And I feel like, um, you know, when I when I had a girlfriend, I didn't do that. I mm-hmm. just based on the fact that I felt like I was cheating myself. Yeah. Because I'm thinking like, yo, what if my girl would be doing that behind my back? What It'll if she be, yeah, lose your mind? Yeah. What if she what if she's giggling and laughing and some dudes, some dude has her number on the low and they only text. It's some girls. It, it, you know, this happened to you, too, Keith. Have you ever been only able to really text a girl during a certain part of the day and it seems like they only message you back at a certain time of the day? Some girls have like cold, like cold, coded language too when they text you. Oh, yeah. I remember this girl, um, she was, she had a dude and she was texting me. Um, and then she had, I think she got caught with some, like her dude seeing some text messages or something like that. And then she like created this code for when she would respond, like when she would text me first. Wow. So that I would know it's her. So yeah, it go, it go deep for, you know, people that, and this is like probably like the, 
before like Snapchat and stuff really popped off. So it wasn't that. That's, super, cr- that's yeah. crazy, man. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just people, they guys got shit to hide, man. Yeah. I, I would say, what would you consider uh, like to break it down before we move on from this conversation? What would you consider cheating? Just breaking it down. Um, obviously the, the, the act, physical act of having sex with mm-hmm. another person or physically, you know, kissing them or something okay. like that. But, um, outside of that, the, the obvious, just an emotional investment into like, um, you know, a lot of communication or, you know, yeah. there's people that like you, like you mentioned before, like they're not necessarily like having sex with someone, right. but they're uh, emotionally invested in communicating with somebody right. constantly. So I would I would deem that as as a form of, of cheating. Definitely. It's not as bad, but it's almost worse because they're looking for someone else to fill that void, like the the person that's on the truck all day and they can't actually text, or maybe they're just tired of talking to their right. partner about roadkill or <laughs> CHP or whatever, you know, they may need somebody that's a little bit more interesting. Uh, uh, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I, I think honestly, though, I think for me socially, I, I think that I would have to be with someone that actually doesn't mind picking up the phone. Yeah. The, the, the lack of this, the, the lack of real conversation is destroying relationships. Like people don't pick up phones anymore. All they want to fucking do is text. Yeah. And that's, I think that's terrible. I think whenever me and Keith, me and Keith don't hardly text very much. It's a lot of it is real conversation. Mm-hmm. Not, not only do we talk on this podcast, but we talk like he'll call me if he has an idea about something and we talk over an hour or whatever case about, mm-hmm. about shit. So Chopping. if I like the closest relationships I have with people, we talk on the phone. Yeah. You know? So if, if you can't have a conversation, that ain't going to work. That, that may be a sign, too, like for all you people out there. Because um, what happens and who knows what your partner is doing, but if your partner is trying to pursue their dreams or whatever um, and you can't communicate with them outside of like, like if you can't communicate with, with them in person, with just just you two talking to each other without background noise or phones or tv going on or or also like you know you can't talk to your partner on the phone for hours on end and Mm. it's fresh the whole conversation is fresh um then you know that might that may not be the person for you because that person may need um a little bit more you know attention or a little bit not i wouldn't call it like overseeing but like you know they may need they may need a little bit more than you have to offer facts I, a lot of times men, you're just, I won't say just men, but well, in this conversation too, <clears throat> you're just not enough, especially now. Like I mentioned, I don't want to keep beating it over the head with the influx of social media. Yeah. You got to understand what's going on. If you can't talk to your girl or you're busy, you got to understand she posts a selfie. She's getting over 150 likes. Yeah. She goes to Instagram. She's getting people looking at her stories, getting compliments, all this stuff. And while you're not able to do enough, there are a lot of people that are doing a lot. Yeah. And don't let it slip up and be a man that she really likes, that's liking her photos, that's actually complimenting her. Yeah. Now that guy's going to start getting attention. She doesn't have to like physically suck his dick yet, but she's going to be cheating on you with this guy because they're going to be going back and forth in inboxes and shit like that. You, you know, sorry to cut you off, but, mm. you know, being the person on the other side of that where, mm. you know, you've been with a girl that cheated on her boyfriend before. Oh, uh, yeah. Um you you know early on like yeah if this is possible yeah oh fuck yeah like she cheated when 
we talked about something that wasn't work or we ch- cheated when, you know, I responded. This is like I responded to her story and she wrote back or she hearted the comment or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So, yeah. She cheated when all of a sudden it went from some innocent conversation to where, you know, let's say you post something comical, but it's like playing off the idea of doggy style. And then she responds like doggy style is I love doggy style. Right. Yeah. Then it's like, wait a minute. And she's not talking about her boyfriend. She's she talking about you. <laughs> yeah. She, if she's mentioning that she loves a sex position yeah. and in response to something you posted. Yeah. Then she already cheated. Yeah. Because now she's giving you a sexual theme to her. Yeah. When that should never happen. Yeah. Like literally it should never fucking happen. That's a wild statement. It's the truth though. <laughs> it's the truth. Cause it's, yeah. I've seen it's happened to me. Yeah. Like, and I, I, whether you're goofing around or whatever it is when, you know, I've had a married woman tell me that I wish I never got married. And she said that to a single man. She said that to me. I wish I never got married. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you're a single guy. You're a really good guy, but I, you know, it's crazy. I wish I never got married. What does that, what does that mean? Keith? Yeah. I don't know. What is the symbolism of that? Yeah. Is it like, I wish I wasn't not married so I could fuck you, Eddie? Yeah. Yeah. If she said that, I'd probably be impressed. I'd be like, you know what? You should get a a divorce. (laughs) (laughs) Let me help you get a divorce. Yeah. Let's go to Vegas. One thing about cheating also is that it's, it can get very violent. What? The sex? (laughs) Not this. Yeah. Slap me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Choke my throat. <laughs> yeah, that. But no, the like the the aftermath of cheating. Like, there's been yeah. you know many times where dudes will be so reckless as to go to the girl's house. Yeah, you know, and it'll be. And you talked about the how some of your people that you spoke about they physically seen. Their their person, their partner cheating on that would suck though, man. Yeah, that sucks for both parties because if you walk in and you see your girl cheating and she's having sex, that's heartbreaking. But then imagine if you got having sex and you trying to bust a nut and you like fuck, man. Ah, (laughs) You just running around, you dodging bullets with a hard dick. (laughs) (laughs) Disrespectful ass nigga, you gonna let me bust first? Fuck. (laughs) At least let me bust. <laughs> Heck no! Nah. Oh, dude, that would oh, yo, that would be the craziest. That'd be the most awkward erection ever, bro. You on hard running away from bullets? That's wild, huh? Oh man, yeah. That show Cheaters was crazy. I think that show Cheaters really showed a side of the world that people wasn't really ready for, and it was so foreign to them. Mm-hmm. Yet it's so prevalent in America. Cheating is a is America is a, it's it's American as apple pie. Yeah. If I went on the streets, right, and I found 30 couples, right, and I had a lie detector test, I guarantee you out of the 30 couples, I say about 19 of them cheated. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think about my just my friends um and I can probably say that only maybe one of them haven't cheated on the girls. Not, not that I know of. You know, maybe Ouch. they have, but it does. You know, from my understanding, they haven't done so. Wow, man. Yeah, that's nuts. We got to do better, folks. But yeah. I mean, honestly, if I just I, this, this is all I, I'll say. If it's not for you to really be be like monogamous, I say that's okay. But you need to find somebody that you can say, "Hey, I'm with you. I care about you, but I want to fuck somebody else." 
Right. And if she's cool with that, then y'all could do it. Yeah. It's it's only a problem when you're hurting somebody. Yeah. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. If you buy. Because a lot of the those people, they be like, they be real, just innocent people. And then next thing you know, you know, their boyfriend or their girlfriend cheat on, on them. And then it's just like, they just devastated. Yeah. And then because it's this whole, we need to work it out or we need to learn on it. We need to learn about ourselves or we need to go to relationship therapy. And, you know, they just stick it out and then they cheat on, get cheated on again. Or, oh, yeah. You know, or maybe the all the person really learned is they need to um, change the pattern on their phone. Right? They need yeah. to change the, the yeah. lock code or whatever. Yeah. Well, they, all they're going to do is people that cheat, they, they're going to put the person on ice that they were fucking for a while. And then it's probably for probably about for a month or two, they'll put them on ice and then they're going to hit them up through like motherfucking PS4. PS4. <laughs> I seen a meme that literally uh, this dude posted like my girl, my ex-girlfriend's trying to talk to me through my fucking PS4 now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because he broke up with her for cheating on him and he's like, she's trying to fucking contact me. She's trying to send me game requests. That's <laughs> funny. Do, do you think people can be like reformed, reformed um, like cheaters? I think so. Mm. I think I think that you could be a reformed cheater, but here's the problem: you created a whole new problem with yourself. Because if you cheat on your wife or your girl, you gotta understand that you just gave her a hall pass. Yeah, straight up. If you cheat on your girl, this is for all the fellas out there. I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now on the Trucker's Mind podcast: do not cheat on your girlfriend or your wife. Because you just gave her a hall pass. She'll forgive you, dog. She'll forgive you because she loves you, right? But she's hurt deep down inside. And she has been waiting to fuck that dude at the gym. And she's going to fuck that dude. I'm telling you right now. I've seen it too many fucking times. I've seen it way too many times. You've just given her a motherfucking hall pass. Yeah. Don't do it, man. God dang. Don't do it, man. I don't want to scare the fellas out there. But I actually, I have to be honest. Because mm-hmm. what's going to happen is they'll even lie to a dude. There'll be a dude like me. They lie to me like, yeah, I just broke up with my man and I'm just out here just, you know, just trying to relax. Oh, and then then here come my dumbass. Hey, we should go have drinks. I wonder, going to your point, <laughs> I wonder what percentage of cheating is a rebuttal. Of course. Oh, fuck. A lot. Yeah. At least. Oh, fuck. At least 45 percent. 45. At least, it sounds like it's at least 45 percent of Damn. it. Some of it is just organic. Like I need some pussy. And the other one is like, you cheated on me. I'm going to cheat back. I'm not going to tell you. I even know situations where girls like their friends, they set up the dick for their friend. Yeah. They helped her cheat on the husband. I've seen that. Yeah. Where the that. girl's best friends. They, they be what, in cahoots. They be in cahoots with it. They're like, oh, they, they'll they'll make up lies. Say, hey, it's she's get, over our house. She, she with us. It's mm-hmm. a girl's night out, mm-hmm. and because it's a girl's night out, the dude ain't gonna bother her. But she going right over that dude's house, getting dick down, getting dick down, and having drinks and enjoying herself. Mm-hmm. And then after she cheated, and there's women. There was an article I read that when it talked about women cheating, how it actually helped their marriage. Wow. This is why, but, yeah, because they, they said they became less bitchy and less irritable and mad and whatnot and frustrated. And what it comes from, too, is people don't admit it, but they're bored. So when they're bored and then the guy is underperforming, like the dick ain't like it was back in the day or this guy's lazy or he's an asshole or they're just tired of him. They want some new dick. They're just women or like anybody else, just like men, because men get tired the same way, too. It's that, like, though, you know, like they say, like when dogs are in heat, they tend to break out of their, their backyards and the houses a lot. 
Yeah. And then when they come back, they be chilling. They be chilling. Yeah. Because they done busted 30 nuts. Mm-hmm. They busted about 30 nuts. They, they came all back. all kind of kids all over Bakersfield. They busted nuts all over upside, east side of Bakersfield, yeah. southwest. They done busted nuts everywhere. And the dog is like, now the dog got empty nuts. So he just relaxing. This is a tangent. Um, but there was this dog. I was getting out of my car. He called you a nigger? Nigger. <laughs> 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 nah but um i was getting out and it was it was a pit um and i seen it walk by i was like what the heck that little dog what is this dog doing over here and i seen it and obviously you know there's a certain like seeing a pit bull is like seeing a nigga like whoa (laughs) the world wasn't ready for that one Uh, but no, it's, it's, it, so it was walking. It walked by the like around the little fence or whatever, uh-huh. and then it walked over by the trash can. And I hopped out, and I was like, I don't know. Like I, I, I today ain't the day. And I, and I was carrying stuff in my hand, but I also grabbed this little, um, not the what is the little tool you use to take your the lug nuts off your tire. Oh, the tire iron? Yeah, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. But it's like the the stock one that comes in the car. Yeah, just the straight one, not the yeah. one with the four. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I it's grabbed iron. that, and mm-hmm. I was like, this is this is going to be my weapon. If this dog act up, it's going to be ugly for this dog, because I'm not going to be trying to fight no dog. Um, so I got out, and it, it seemed pretty chill. Like, from afar, it didn't seem, yeah. like, too aggressive. It just seemed like it was minding its own business. But it's also a pit, so I was like, I don't know. So yeah. I walked over there. And it seen me and it made, you know, it seen me and it walked and it was just chilling still. And then eventually it started to like approach me and it kind of like, like it was playing. It started to get like, trotting. Little, yeah, a little, you know, tag welling. It was jumping a little bit. And then all of a sudden it was like, Bow! and then I was like, oh, it's going to get ugly. <laughs> so I kind of like gripped my little, uh, gripped my little <laughs> tool. And then eventually he like, he bagged back. But I was like, man, he was going to be ugly for that dog. Oh, man. Yeah. I think I think that you could use psychology on dogs. There was a dog in my alley, uh-huh. and he was a pretty big pit bull. Yeah. It was a beautiful dog, though. You must have yeah, got Yeah, the same with that one. It was yeah. a beautiful dog. But it got out, and it was just like trotting down there, and it seen me, and it just kind of like slowed down and looked. And I was like, hey, buddy, how you doing, buddy? How you doing? And the dog's like, like hmm. Hmm. I'm like, hey, buddy, how's it going? And it saved me enough time to get in the gate and close it. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> it's assessing the situation. Yeah. yeah, the thing, the thing about it though is like a, a lot of dog owners, what they don't do is they don't have freaking collars on their dogs. Yeah, yeah. They just got their dog running around in their yard. Yeah, and then when they get out, um, you know, it's just out in the world. Yeah, and then yeah, you got dogs got to be chipped too. But, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but you got to have collars so at least you can see the address and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I ran into a pit bull that was fucking huge one day, but I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't afraid of it. You have no choice but to really not be afraid, but you got to be cautious. Yeah. And I had some tacos and I was like, fuck, let me get this dog a taco or two. You get a dog a taco? I gave him like three tacos. Yeah. And uh, he was eating, a, I was petting him and shit. It was outside. It was near Food Max. Really? Yeah. A pit bull? Yeah. He was out wow. there in the parking lot and I gave him some tacos and he was fucking those tacos up. And like for that 15 minutes, he was my dog, you know? That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I was low-key thinking about that. I was like, I'm not like a dog person like that. But, yeah. you know, there's a lot. There's some people that will pick up a stray dog and right, they'll right. try to post it on Facebook or whatever. And if nobody asks for it, they'll just keep it. Yeah. I love dogs, man. I just, you know, not enough to let them lick me in the face, but I love dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, their dogs be just tan- licking their face up. We be making out with dogs. Yeah. They be just tongue kissing the dog. Yeah. Dog be like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> then you got the nerve not to suck dick. 
<laughs> I don't. I don't do that. I seen you in that dog. Okay. You gonna give me some head? <laughs> Dang, that'd be a crazy. What did that be? What, what if that was a, a statistic? Like how many dog lovers don't suck dick? Dang. I bet you that percentage. It's is. probably like a feminist thing. Like yeah. I won't do that, but I'll kiss my dog. I bet you that percentage is zero. <laughs> I think all. <laughs> zero, man. Oh man, that's wild. Yeah, I don't know how we start talking about that, but yeah. Uh, switching gears. Um, where's your hours at? And what I mean by where's your hours at is how many hours have you put into something that you're passionate about? A lot of people say, yeah, I love playing guitar, man. I love playing guitar. I love having a podcast, man. Or I love doing this. I love doing that. But then you, you realize that they're not putting any time towards what they're passionate about. Yeah. I don't think there's anything that can come into your life and completely stop you from doing something that you love. And if people are going to say that's false, man, because if you have family, you know, you're going to start go to work and you don't have time to do what you're passionate about because you're taking care of your family. Let me be clear, bro. On your pastime or any time you have, you should still be plugging in that motherfucking guitar and playing it. You yeah. should still be getting on that microphone and doing that podcast. You know, it's it's like, bro, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me explain what passion is. Um, and I don't want to like big myself up, but I went to San Diego on Friday night. I didn't get off till around like four in the morning. I went to sleep, woke right up and me and Keith went out to L.A., you know, because we were looking for something to benefit us in the, in yeah. the business we're trying to start up. I went so, to sleep at 6 a.m. that day. Yeah. So we mm-hmm. both just got up and fucking went for it. Mm-hmm. Right. And these are the things you got to do when you actually love something and you actually want to. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to thrive in some way. Yeah. But you're going to make up excuses. It, it, you're going to make up excuses when you really don't love it and you just kind of do it as a pastime. Yeah, for sure. I think for me, um, one of the things that um, I've always loved make music and making music and like this kind of journey of figuring out like, OK, like what? OK, Drake makes, you know, the biggest hits in the world. Like what's right. the formula or what's the the reason why he does this? So, and like how can I either practice to get to that level or, right. you know, just um, work on my skills or work on the technical side of it and you know, figure it out? Um, so one of the kind of like similar to what you were saying, like now, you know, I have the podcast, um, you know, we're shooting like, you know, just different things. I'm helping Zylo with his his podcast right. um, and then also I'm in a relationship. So. A lot of that stuff, excuse me, a lot of that stuff is very time consuming. So for me, um, it would be very easy for me to be like, man, I'm just, you know, I'm just going to utilize the the free time that I do have to just chill or, you know, to decompress or something like that. But right. like because I am so passionate about music and I, I like I love it, even if it's not a thing to where you ever end up being the Jay-Z or the Drake or whatever, but just the journey and trying to make, you know, to create the best possible product that you can. Like, it's so interesting to, to me. So like what I'm saying is like, I found a way to like what I, what I realized, um, I was talking to Zylo, we were in the car the other day and he was like, he was like, Hey, um, I don't know what we were talking about, but he was like, dude, when do you find time to like make work on music? And I was like, the thing is like, and kind of similar to what I'm explaining to you guys is that the only time that I can possibly work on stuff is when everybody is asleep. So you know, what I'm saying is like, when I don't have to entertain like my relationship or, you know, I don't have to entertain, 
you know, whoever my family or when, when everyone, you know, is not sending me messages on Instagram and then I could utilize that time <laughs> from midnight to like 3 a.m. or something like that just to work on something or get ideas out or something like that. But that's like that's my new formula. <clears throat> it's probably not the best or the most healthiest thing, but it's it's what I'm saying is I'm still putting hours into it because I'm passionate about it. So, you know, for everybody out there, that's like whatever you want to do, you want to freaking start a clothing line or you want to do whatever. And, you know, basically there's no excuse that can be had because um, there's 24 hours in a day and you can find time somewhere. You could find a pocket of time somewhere in that 24 hours to do something that's conducive to, you know, your dream or whatever. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think you have to, you, you, how can I put this? I, I, I put a, I believe the passion can be determined by hours. Yeah. So for example, I did the, the, the tally and I think I was still shortchanging us actually. Mm-hmm. And it came down to 14,490 hours mm-hmm. on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So we've literally, me and Keith have literally done over 14,000 hours in podcast time. And that's only doing two, roughly two hours on a Sunday. Yeah. So imagine if, <laughs> right. you know, we talk about that 10,000 hours to master a craft. Yeah. Everybody has two hours yes. a week. Yes, thank you, know? you. So there's no excuse for you not to be, um, you just got to make time for it. That's the only, you yeah, know, that's no the choice. only thing. Yeah. Like when I get up and go to the gym before work, like I'm not the most super physically fit guy, you know, I, I still lift and try to, you know, do squats and lunges and stuff. Just try to keep my, my lift for function and keep my mental faculties in order because yeah. being a truck driver um, is something that can take away from your physical, you know, your physical condition. Yeah. So I do things <clears throat> to try to keep my mind sharp and my body in, in, in touch, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, man, that sound, that water sounded weird. What does it sound like? Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> That's that Bobby Boucher water right that there. That what? What? <laughs> it sound. It sound like. It, it sound like when I go into Walmart, how women be sound like they they wop be when I walk into Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I walk in Walmart, I be like, "There's some holes in the house. There's some holes in the house." <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, it could be determined by hours. If, yeah. if you got over fourteen thousand hours, it's obvious you're pretty passionate about something. Yeah. You know, comedians they got a lot of material. They do a lot of open mics. And you wonder, like, they're doing 15, 20 minutes, but if they've been doing it for years, they got thousands of hours, literally thousands of hours of content. And you're and you're really. And by the way, it makes you very confident in what you're doing, because, for example, me and Keith been talking. I don't know how long we've been talking now. I don't have a whole script written down. This is all from the, my head. This is all from Keith's head. Mm-hmm. But it, it it comes from a different place. It comes from the heart. Also, when you actually give a fuck. Yeah, that's it's coming from more than one place. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think uh, what happens, too, is your conversation changes. Like when 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 we run into another person that has a podcast and they've been putting hours in, you know, we're going to be able to talk extensively about, you know, the way we run our podcast or Mm -hmm. doing things. But that person that's, you know, started something and laid it down or, you know, tried to do it here and there and it didn't really work out or 
tried it. They they started it, got into a relationship, and just fell off. Just fucking stopped. Yeah, like you're not going to be able to have that same sort of shorthand or that conversation, you know, with the person that that's actively doing it. Yeah. What yeah. I've learned is is you can't just pick up and lay down motivation. Yeah. That's something you got to hold with you. And even when you get really busy, there's still certain things you could do. For example, if I'm busy as fuck and I get up in the morning and I'm trying to get an early start or I got to go to work, I, I will at least get on the ground and do some push-ups and some stretches before I go to work if I can't go to the gym yeah. that day. you know. And, and if I want to eat a better diet, what I'll do is make some food myself instead of stopping at some truck stop to eat some bullshit. It's just certain things that you do when you have a passion or at least you care about something yeah you know your their actions are going to be um in uh, i guess in compliance with that yeah rather than finding any other convenient excuse to get out of it i think that what i what i dislike about people's excuses is the fact that you haven't found out that we're all gonna die like you know it but you don't you don't really acknowledge it because you think you got all the fucking time in the world but the truth of the matter is is when this shit's over it's done yeah. I'd rather people say, man, Eddie and Keith were going for it. They did this shit every week. I'm exhausting everything. Yeah. Yeah. You got no time. Whether that means losing sleep or, yeah. you know, potentially missing out on or losing relationships, you know, which is not ideal. But at the same time, it's like when you in it, like, and you said, like, you know that we're all going to die one day. Yeah. It's like when you look back at it 20 years from now, you have to think about the situations like am I really going to be sad that I'm not as close with this person as I once was or am I going to be sad that I didn't fucking chase my dreams I didn't chase my dreams like you don't want to be that person sitting on a couch like dang man like back Mm -hmm. in the day I used to do this or and, and also looking at someone that you were better than or that you came up with or whatever and you see them doing a thing and you realize the only thing that separated y'all two was like consistency yeah there you go i'm gonna tell you something too with what i think about you know if you know me or keith have kids right i think what we're doing also is you're leaving behind a legacy because by the time whenever we're done on this earth and you have this much content this shit is going to live forever yeah it's going to live forever so imagine you have kids, I have kids, you know, and then eventually we we're gone and we're older. Our kids can go back and listen to episode one all the way to like fucking 17,000, whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. And they they can listen to their dad. They can listen to me and Keith on this podcast saying wild shit about Puerto Rican pussy and shit. <laughs> like that. But they would have <laughs> they'll have something to reference. We'll live forever. Mm-hmm. I remember one day. I didn't realize it until I stopped. I remember I listened to like Tupac one day, Nipsey, Mac Miller, and um, uh, I think it was like, I forgot who else. But I'm thinking like, all these artists are dead. All these artists are dead, but their legacy is left in their music. Mm -hmm. Imagine how that must feel for someone's family. Mm -hmm. Like if you were like a Charlemagne the God or whoever, and you pass on, and now your kids could watch all these interviews of you. Interviews and books. Books. They, your kid, and God willing, we don't pass away yeah. before our kid is old enough to learn about us right, right, right. Know, in real time. But, you know, if uh, if something crazy were to happen where you, you pass away, like a Kobe Bryant, his daughter, you know, he passed away yeah. when his daughter was really young. She right. could watch every one of his games, yeah. playoff series. And, yeah. you know, that, that stuff is really in her. So she can yeah. utilize that sort of thing. Like she may be, you know, learning physical um, attributes or like certain lingo or whatever from her daddy, even though he's not here. 
One hundred percent. And and she also has a big sister that was there for all of it. Yeah. Which would definitely help her out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, that's a trip. Kobe's a great example. Yeah. You, you get to go back and watch him from when he was a kid to when he was a grown man and winning those titles with the Lakers and how much how much tenacity and focus he put into his craft because he fucking loved it. Yeah. He loved it. And it may, and there was like, I guess like a, a, a maniac or I guess maniacal uh, element to it, but that's what he needed. But and, then, but then kind of going back to what I was saying, he found a way to still be a father through right. all that. The Great best point. basketball player traveling 82 games in a year, you know, multiple playoff runs and championships and still found a way to take his daughters to school when he was in town and all these sort of things. And it's just like found just finding a way to like maximize your 100%. day. Yeah. Yeah. I think what was dope is uh, I seen an episode of All the Smoke podcast with Matt Barnes and uh, Stephen Jackson. Shout out to All the Smoke podcast. Um, Matt Barnes was talking to Steve Kerr and Steve Kerr created an environment where you could, everybody was okay to bring their families and kids to like practices and mm-hmm. on the road. And Steve Kerr felt that it was important to do that because, um, what it did was it was allow people to spend time with their families. And, um, he said he learned that from, <clears throat> fuck, oh, he learned that from Greg Popovich because mm-hmm. Popovich, he, he, think before his career ended, I think he played with the Spurs mm-hmm. and Steve Kerr seen that Popovich allowed people to bring their families and shit, their kids around. Mm-hmm. And I think that's beautiful Yeah, to be sure. in the NBA. And, and Matt Barnes was like, man, I really thank you for allowing my boys to be, be around and feel like they was a part of the team. Yeah. And he said, man, I love your kids, man. They were really awesome. And I, and, and what, what they talked about, uh, one week they put um, Matt Barnes on the starting lineup and then uh, Matt Barnes kills it in the front. They was like, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it allowed them. I don't want to go on a tangent, but yeah. it allowed them to be involved in this. But yeah. what it basically did is, is if you are passionate about something, it takes all your time. If you have an if you have an opportunity to still be a father or be in not only be a father, but be in an important position, you're still going to find a way to do it. Yeah. Spending time with your people. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about when we were saying, like, uh, I was creating this scenario where, like, you know, if you have a a partner that's extremely busy, you could uh, learn new skills or, you know, grow your own skill set in order to. New positions. uh, Yeah, in order to help your, um, your partner. You know, you and didn't, you didn't guess the joke there. I think, switch positions. <laughs> he just talked over. It. He's like, you could find new ways. I was like, new positions. Yeah, keep starting. I can tell when Keith's starting to get a little bit sleepy. Start. Keep starting to get a little bit sleepy now. It's only eight o'clock, Keith. Come on, man. I'm not that sleepy. That yeah. was just one of those ones where I was like, your brain. He might have just been talking about like. He might have been saying on subject, but this nigga is nasty. So <laughs> I just let it slide. I was like, I don't know if he, I don't know if he freaky Ed or like regular Ed right now. <laughs> I should have been like switch pussies. <laughs> that would have threw me out. I would have been like, oh god, damn. you would have kept talking like, yeah, exactly. When you switch pussies, you. <laughs> Oh, man. that's funny. It takes you into more of like an antiquated. Uh, yeah, antiquated. <laughs> God damn. That's funny. Oh, man. That's an antiquated pussy. <laughs> that's some AP. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that was funny. 
All right, man. Oh, you, yeah. you, you need anything no. else on that? Yeah. Like, well, I was just saying, like, you know, that, that kind of goes back to what we were saying as far as, like, you know, growing your skill set so you can grow with your partner, but also spend time with them. And that, you know, in that scenario, it's a little bit different because it's more like, you know, um, you know, just spending time on the road with basketball players and stuff like that. But when 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 you feel something is important or something is important to you, you're going to make time for it, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a, a you know, a, a, a job or a business or whatever you want to do in your life. Like we have to you don't, you don't, um, you don't have time for these things. You make time for these things. So 100%. I think that's, uh, that's the nugget that I want to leave y'all with. Speaking of chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that nasty Wendy's food we had? Oh my God, dude. Yesterday, me and Keith were fucking starving. So before we take off to LA, we went and got some Wendy's. Yeah. And then this Wendy's tastes like it had the coronavirus. <laughs> this shit was fucked up, man. <laughs> And I mean, Wendy's usually to me is a go-to, man. Like if I'm really, really hungry and I haven't had fast food in a while, I'm like, let me fuck with Wendy's. They got fails. they got cool little nuggets and chicken sandwiches. Like this will work, and it's got like an old school vibe to it still. Yeah, like they got certain things on the menu that nobody got. Like they got like potatoes, potatoes and the beans. chili. Yeah, yeah, nobody got chili and uh, chili and potatoes on their shit. You gotta get that at home. Yeah, yeah. Normally, mm-hmm. you know, I say that the places with the chili that's bomb, I'm gonna keep it. A, I'm gonna keep it a buck. The the best chili to me is Wendy's. Is one of them. Wiener Sissel got that. I ain't been to Wiener Sissel in years, bro. I live down the street oh, you from tripping. it. You got to go. Bro. I go every now and then. Like, I just pull up like, dang, man. I ain't had a, you know, a chili dog in a minute. I ain't had a weenie in my mouth in a while. I, that's why it's no, a pause right there. Because it was going to stand real nasty. I ain't had nothing in my mouth in a minute. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> Let me get one of them big dogs. <laughs> Can I get the foot long? <laughs> Imagine if you like you on a date or something, you'd like, ah, we'll stop at Winter Schnitzel. And then you, you got some like petite chicken and she's like, Yeah, I'll get the big foot long. And I want oh my gosh. I want the extra large, the big one. <laughs> like, damn. She just golfed that mug. And she just like, God damn. She just inhaled that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> just inhaled the whole dog. There was a video, there was a video of some girl that she was, I think it was like a like a balloon and she like put it like down her throat and she kept shoving it down and kept Oh, going. it's like in her intestines, huh? Yeah. And yeah. some and then it, some dude was like, Oh my God. First of all, I wouldn't like what's I mean, you're gonna get excited over that? Yeah. Ain't nobody dick that long where it's going down the esophagus. You yeah. you get you get past that dangly thing, but you ain't getting down that throat. Yeah. That throat is a long way. Yeah. That's a lot of, you got to have a lot of inches to get in there. This is like a, (laughs) (laughs) this is like a nasty portion. So if you ready to, uh, not as a listener, if you want to exit right now, you can leave. But like, have you ever had a girl try to like deep throat? Uh, It's not that, it's not the most comfortable thing. No, it's like, it's hitting a wall. And then sometimes like you hitting a freaking Wisdom teeth and all that. It's like, <laughs> 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 like, oh man, oh that's hilarious. That's terrible. Yeah, it's like a trip to the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, that's hilarious. You, you gave a warning. I'm sure the people listen to this podcast. They're gonna listen to all of this shit. <laughs> but dude, people listen to worse. 
Yeah, they it's a nasty to, podcast out there. Not even this the podcast world. People listen to worse than music. They listen. They yeah. they watch. People watch porn for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. People act like they're related in porn and they watch it. Like we shouldn't be doing this. I'm your stepdad. Like people yeah. watch that shit, man. That's some weird stuff. They really watch it. That's some weird. Like stuff. I don't care if you're my stepdad. Yeah, stepsisters. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I remember I seen one a long time ago. It was like, well, we're actually not related. Yeah. I'm like, yo, will you just start fucking for Christ's ah, sake? So you sped through the, <laughs> the setup. Don't make me fast forward this shit. <laughs> Don't make it weird. Let me get to the fat. Let me get to the good shit. <laughs> you're my cousin. You're my cousin. <laughs> God dang. Oh, I'm uh, switching gears. Um, people only respect the finished product. Um, yeah. What I've noticed is, is you see some of your friends, they will support any and everyone but you. Yeah. And you could actually be decent in what you're doing. For example, I feel like this podcast is a platform that's going to continue to grow and more people, especially people in the Bakersfield area, will use this podcast as like their thing in mm-hmm. the morning when they mm-hmm. go to work. Right. Mm-hmm. It's going to be their thing. Um, and, and that's awesome. But right now, there's a lot of people that don't know about us right now. Yeah. And what's happening is they support like every other podcast, every other big name. But oh, yeah, it is whoever Joe it is. Biden. Yeah, these mm-hmm. are the all these people. But I feel like me and Keith make comparable content, right? And we've been doing this shit for quite some time, but we're not gonna get the same respect they are because they've made it. But guess what? They were just like us. Yeah. They were just like us. Yeah. Right? And people caught on at the very end of it. And it's like, oh, yeah, dude, I like Jesus Romero. Oh, I like, you know, Charlemagne. Oh, I like uh, Andrew Schultz. Or, oh, I like so-and-so. And look, that's great, right? But at the same time, learn to start trying to support people that you really like. If you like them, it's okay if they're not popular yet. Yeah. Right? And I'm going to tell you something. Here's the, here's the awesome part. For all those that support us now, they're going to they're gonna be able to celebrate with us when we get where we want to go. Yeah. They've been along the ride all the way from episode one to 139. There are some people that I talk to that have listened to every episode and they had to go back and listen again. I'm like, dude, I, yeah, it, it made me funny. feel like I wasn't doing enough. Yeah, I haven't even listened to every episode. I haven't either. Yeah. And yeah, but I, I do go back and listen to some. But it's like, dude, not only do we appreciate you, but once we make it, where we're going to make it. You're going to have you're going to be celebrating right there with us. Yeah, for sure. Because you gave a fuck. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people didn't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's true. I, I, like you said, it's it's a, it's like a journey that you can go on when you catch somebody early on. Um, you know, certain certain artists that me and Blue have and CAC have shot music videos for, and now they're you know reaching certain heights. Um, right. Or you know, just local artists you see and you you see like them growing a consistent fan base with music or you know a clothing line or something like that like you it just feels that much better that you were early on and you weren't um you weren't like a fanboy you know what i mean you were you're a person that really genuinely appreciated somebody early on it's just unfortunate like i think what it really boils down to is a lot of people don't have that foresight a lot of people can't look at a podcast or they can't look at a rapper or they can't look at a singer here locally and see the talent in them um, because it's not it's not necessarily proven yet. It's easy to see somebody with a record deal or a podcast deal or right. somebody on a radio and be like, yo, that's the that's the guy. But it's, it's just that much more difficult to see somebody that's just doing a podcast consistently over the course of a few years that have 
a few thousand followers between the two of them and be like, yo, they, they, the new, they, the new guys. So I think it's, that's why it's up to the person that's putting out the, the art to just keep believing in yourself and keep hitting them over the head with that content. You got no choice. Mm -hmm. You have no choice, but to believe in yourself, man, you're going to fucking die. Mm -hmm. How many times I have to keep saying this? Yeah. The, 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 if you don't believe in yourself, then you have to reinforce it. Well, I'm going to fucking die. I don't have a choice to believe in, but to believe in myself. I have no choice to believe I'm going to be a millionaire. I have no choice to believe that, you know, there's going to be hundreds of thousands of people that actually use this podcast as an outlet. I have no choice to believe, but to believe that I'm going to be on this huge platform with other big names like Charlemagne and uh, motherfucking Big Boy and all these other radio people or um, having uh, conversations with people that we really like, like the Childish Gambinos of the world or Kendrick Lamar. Like you have no choice but to believe these things. Mm-hmm. If you don't, then you're, you're going to end up quitting. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like there's certain there's certain energies that we're starting to see that we're like, OK, wow. We're starting to see these people like, the, I mean, I'm not going to name drop. Keith doesn't either. But there are certain people that we are in arm's reach of that. Yeah. If we have the right conversation, we could have them on this podcast. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's really not much to talk about until it's the finished product. I want to just pull up on our listeners one day. They'd be like, damn, these niggas had Snoop Dogg on there. What the fuck? Yeah. That's how I want to pull up. Mm-hmm. And just drop And I'm just gonna We're just gonna drop that shit And people are gonna be like Wow like these guys Yeah What are these What's up with these guys mm-hmm. This nigga Keith is crazy That's what they gonna say <laughs> <laughs> Yeah <laughs> at the, at the, You I think To that idea You're crazy when you When you On this journey you're, You are crazy Yeah Like it's crazy to believe that One day you'll have hundreds of thousands of people listening to your podcast right right. listen to you like literally conversations you would have with your boys your brother your your friends or Mm -hmm. whatever um and then people are listening to it in their cars and stuff like that but it's just because because i see it i i i see it to where you know there was um certain like i said certain people we shot music videos for or mm-hmm. people want to come up and you just walking by and they playing a song in their car yeah and i'm like bruh. i've seen this person go from this many followers or listeners to this this huge platform and yes. i'm like oh okay that's just more affirmation for me to know that they're not, they they're obviously talented people people but i'm talented as well you know they're yeah, not, they're not much yeah. different than i am so look here man i don't feel um demoralized when i listen to other podcasts because i'm like hey our shit's right on par with theirs i don't feel like i'm any less than anyone else mm-hmm. you may be uh, whether it's the brilliant idiots podcast or whoever like you guys do a great job but you mean to tell me that you're better than me at talking yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm uh-huh. I, I don't know about that. I think that they, they're awesome at what they're what they do, and we do a great job of what we do. Mm-hmm. But we do a great job as well as them doing a great job. Yeah, it's not like me. But sometimes I listen. I'm like, yo, they fucking killed it. Yeah. Like they killed it. That was an amazing episode. Then like the last one I listened to, I was like, it was good, but it was you know whatever. But that's all subjective. Some people love it, some don't. But I'm not going to sit here and shortchange myself. Eddie yeah. McGee is, is not going to shortchange himself. We're going to keep working. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we come from a competitive background, so yeah, um, it's it, it's crazy for a lot of people uh, didn't like the fact that LeBron James he came in the NBA so arrogant with the chosen right. one and wearing Michael Jordan's number and all these things. But yeah. 
um, in reality, that that's the type of self belief you got to have. Yeah, no choice. Same for Kobe, like you know, coming in saying he's gonna be better than Jordan one day, and you know, you need that type of confidence in yourself to to know like you can be successful. I don't know too many like people uh, people that lack confidence. There can be some slight insecurities, but I don't know too too many successful people that just have zero confidence. Yeah, I think confidence, like confidence. If you have a confidence in yourself about something that's real, I'm not like when you approach people or whatever the case, they could feel it. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of like I'm trying to find the right word as it radiates. I think mm-hmm. it kind of like basically it comes out of you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You having certain conversations, you ain't all nervous and shit because you like I should fucking be here. Yeah. This is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to be nervous because you're Snoop Dogg or I'm not nervous because you're whoever. I'm supposed to fucking be here. Mm-hmm. If somebody try to be like, hey, who the fuck is these niggas? Who is Keith and Eddie? What are they doing yeah. here? Like, well, Eddie and Keith are actually, actually very decent acts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Nah, I don't want to keep beating it over the head, man. I don't have much more to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Keith? Yeah, we got everything, man. We got it, man. Well, mm-hmm. uh, how, how long were we at, man? 218. Yeah, it's definitely. This is a long podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I think we talked about Gavin Newsom a little too fucking long. Ah. And Gavin's still at that dinner right now. Gavin Newsom is getting his dick sucked by 19. <laughs> you got to stop putting that evil on my guy, man, because yeah. it's going to be an article coming yeah. out. Yeah. Gavin, News- Gavin Newsom has an affair with 19 year old <laughs> amidst coronavirus. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this guy, look, Gavin Newsom looks like he is like. A wild boy. That guy's getting that get getting it in, yeah. man. He from he from up north, ain't he? Ain't he from the Bay Area? I think so. Mm-hmm. So he getting that hyphy pussy. Ah, <laughs> tell me where to go. Tell me when to go. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Ghost ride together. Ghost ride together. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, if you made it to end of this episode, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Turkish Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Things. Right here. Peace.